know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Live, loud, and local, I am Michael Graham, your only licensed and authorized distributor of The Natural Truth. And I've got news for those of you in Massachusetts. If you work for a living and, God forbid, drive your car to work and, all horror of horrors, smoke any tobacco product, but in particular cigarettes, Bohica. Does anyone know what Bohica stands for? Bohica? Uh, Adam, our token liberal who's here in this. I bet, you know, I, I bet um, Barry Armstrong, star of Money Matters, he knows what Bohica means. He's been following politics on. Do you know no, what Bohica means? No, no, no enlighten It me. is not a fine brand of cigar that you can get from Watch City Cigars. It uh, is not. Okay. I wish it were. Bohica, bend over. Here it comes again. <laughs> Bohica. You are about to get screwed. If Once again, if you work for a living... That's crime number one, sin against society. Okay, I do that. You drive your car to get to work. I do that. Oh, you hater. And then you actually consume tobacco products, in particular cigarettes. I do that. Then you uh, uh, grab your ankles. (laughs) I'm screwed. You are so screwed by the guys up on Beacon Hill. Here's a story. You know, uh, Governor Patrick has proposed a massive tax hike on income taxes and gas taxes, and a payroll tax, and uh, business taxes, and all kinds of taxes. Uh, the Democrats who lead the uh, party uh, have uh, warned the legislators, you guys better back Duvall's tax hike or else. Well, not wanting to get crossways with too many voters, the uh, Democrats who run the legislature, as opposed to the governor, uh, have gotten together. Terry Murphy, Murray and... Um, uh, I always, I always, I keep wanting to say Sal DeMacy, even though Sal is doing time. Um, uh, uh, Speaker DeLeo? Winthrop. Yeah, DeLeo. Thank you. Bob DeLeo. God, my brain is frozen. They put together another plan. And this is, by the way, this is just to fund the MBTA. This has nothing to do with, um, this, you know, all the talk here about we got to spend more money on schools, even though we spend more money than almost any other state, even though teachers in Boston make 83 thousand dollars for a part-time job that this has nothing to do this is just the what are we going to pay for people to ride the t we can't ask the people who ride the t to pay the bill themselves because that would be evil wrong and horrible and no one would be able to ride the t because it's so freaking expensive why is it so expensive i mean ridership is at at or close to a record it hit a record i think two years ago or last year you know people are using the thing why is it so expensive i mean Running the T has never been easier. You've got more computers who can do more jobs. You need less labor. Why is it so expensive? I'll tell you why it's so expensive. It's because it's the MBTA unions. You add up the pensions and the no-show jobs and the health care costs and the redundancy that you have to have from this government-run entity. And look, when you pay two guys, one guy to shovel and the other guy to sleep, 
as opposed to the private sector where you pay one guy to shovel, it's going to cost a lot more money. Well, Governor Patrick and Bob DeLeo and Terry Murray have no interest in fixing the MBTA. They have no interest in fixing this this uh, institution that's gone from a 1.4 trillion dollar uh, billion dollar budget, excuse me, 1.4 billion dollar budget to a 1.8 billion dollar budget in the last four years. They're they're we're pouring money on these guys, but it's not. No, 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 no. They got it. The answer is never government does less with more. The answer is never let's reform it and fix it. No, the answer is always more money. So the more money that you are about to get hit with. Uh, from Beacon Hill, this is their counter-proposal to Governor Patrick's uh, income tax hike and blah, blah, blah. They say, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to add more money from your sales tax to the MBTA, and then we're going to raise gas taxes, only three cents a gallon. Oh, Michael, that's not that bad. Oh, but did I mention that we're tying that three cents a gallon to inflation? So your th- your gas tax... Next year will go up three cents, and then after that it'll go up another penny and another penny and another penny because they're going to tie it to inflation. So your gas taxes are going to automatically go up every year with no vote. They'll just keep having the tax gas tax go up. But then, and this is the part that just amazes me at seven eight one four three three zero four zero four. They're they're hitting tobacco. They're, they're going to hit smokers. Now smokers are an easy target. Now, near and dear to my heart, they're talking about a tax hike on tobacco, on cigars. That bugs me because cigars are already crazy expensive. It's already worth it to drive to New Hampshire to buy cigars as it is because of the uh, Massachusetts tax. But to go up to cigars, which is something that I actually do, that annoys me. But then I saw the report <laughs> on what they're going to do to smokers. Seven eight one four three three oh four oh four. They want to add another dollar a pack to smokers. A dollar a pack. If I'm not incorrect, a pack of Marlboro lights right now is about what, like eight bucks, nine bucks? I get the Marlboro twenty sevens are about eight eight forty. So it would be nine forty. Yeah. Almost ten dollars a pack. So smokers can pay T riders. To ride the tea. <laughs> oh, God. A dollar a bleeping pack. They want to take $165 million out of the pockets of smokers here in Massachusetts so that the uh, Birkenstock crowd and the college kids and the enviro whack jobs and the illegal immigrants who can't afford cars can ride on Those the tee. Those are the people you think drive, the are MBTA. only on the tee? No, no, no. There are other people on the tee, too. But I'm just pointing out, who there, there are two groups of people here. One group of people are the group people who predominantly use the tee, people who don't have cars, live in the urban setting or you know near su- suburb setting, environmentalists who are scared that Mother Earth is going <laughs> to die if they you know get in their you know, to- Toyota. You got college punks, right? A lot of college sure. punks ride the ride the T, et cetera. Uh, white collar, uh, State Street, financial district types, yes. Well, yeah, it's easy yeah, to get there. Okay. Sure. They use the T. Who smokes? Hippie D- kids. No, uh, the hippie kids smoke their clove cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> smoking is predominantly a low in, in, or I should say disproportionately. Smoking is disproportionately a low income. Yeah. 
low education minority at practice. It is not a coincidence that the same retailers who make lots of money selling lottery tickets also tend to sell cigarettes. That is not a coincidence. So this, let me see if I understand the message from Bob DeLeo and Terry Murray here in Massachusetts at 781-433-0404. I get in my pick-em-up truck to go to my blue-collar job, and you're going to ding me in my gas tank, and the gas tax will rise every year automatically without another vote. On the way to work, I stop and pick up a pack of smokes because I have a stressful job and this is, you know, my one little whatever vice. And you're going to ding me for a dollar a bleeping pack, $165 million out of smokers' pockets. Also that some suburban snot who rides the MBTA in to go to his lawyer's job can have a cheaper ticket. Is that, do I understand this? 781-433-0404. 781-433-0404. And also, Bob DeLeo, you do understand, Mr. Speaker, that you are shifting the burden of the T onto low-income, low-education minority families in Massachusetts. People in Springfield who dropped out of high school and are disproportionately likely to smoke, they'll be paying for the MBTA to stop in uh, Wellesley and, you know, wherever, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I don't know the MBT. I know that they stop in Framingham. I know that. And, uh, but you, you get my point. They'll be, they'll be subsidizing the trains to the outer suburbs. They'll be suburbs subsidizing the lines down to Harvard, uh, down by Harvard. You'll be subsidizing the green line for the college kids out of the pockets of smokers. That's your plan? 781-433-0404. Do you support Massachusetts slapping a dollar a pack on cigarettes in order to subsidize rides on the MBTA. You know, this might make a little more sense if the T ran 24 hours a day mm-hmm. instead of shutting down at, you know, 1215. But they, they, they can't afford it now. They're already going broke. They're already hundreds of millions of dollars in debt on the T. And you and I, whether we, and I never ride the T. I have nothing against it. I just, it doesn't make sense in my life. You and I are already paying the vast majority of the cost because we pay sales tax. So everybody who pays sales tax is already chipping in. That's the biggest revenue source for the MBTA. And now they're going to hit other people. And remember, who do you hit when you hit smokers? You hit low income, uh, low education, blue collar folks. We're going to talk more on the show today at 781-433-0404 about what it's like to be a smoker in Massachusetts. Uh, There's a national move for employers to refuse to hire smokers. And several states are getting involved trying to figure out if that is the right thing to do, you know, if if they should step in and protect them, those workers, or not. But... um, I'm just curious to know if you supported a dollar a pack on cigarettes. Why are smokers the ones being stuck with this bill? Supposedly, the MBTA is for everybody. Well, obviously, I'll tell you why, because they're a minority. They don't have enough votes to stop anything. Plus, let's face it, smokers are also more likely, disproportionately likely to vote Democrat no matter what. 
They are just they are they are bulletproof Democratic voters. Smokers are less likely to vote in general, and when they do vote, they are disproportionately likely to vote Democrat. Even if I mean, you could have the Satan Hitler ticket in Massachusetts, and these are the voters who would vote the D regardless. Not because they like Satan or Hitler, just because they don't think they just always vote Democrat. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, so that's what's coming up. Here's my question for you though. And we're going to ask uh, political consultant to the stars, Charlie Manning, about this in mere moments here on the Michael Graham Show. Is this an opportunity for Repu- the, the you know, tenuously clinging to life Republican Party in Massachusetts? Is this proposal for a massive tax hike an opportunity for Republican politicians to stand up and say, before we raise any tax on anybody, we are demanding that the uh, MBTA do what everyone else has done, and start doing less with more. They've got to stop. They've got to roll over on these ridiculous union uh, contracts that guarantee lots of money for little work. They've got to bring their costs in line with the private sector. And then we'll talk about new revenue. Is it an opportunity for Massachusetts Republicans? 781-433-0404. So much to talk about here on the show. Let's get to Brendan and Sturbridge. Brendan, you're on the Michael Graham Show. Hi, Michael. How are you? Doing fine. Right ahead. Uh, uh, to answer your question first, and then two quick points, if I might, uh, I don't think it's an opportunity for the Republicans, because unfortunately, there's no Democrat that doesn't love a tax hike in Massachusetts. And since they have dominant voting power in the state, these will go through, and it won't it won't affect the Republicans one way or another. So you think being the party that's against the tax hike isn't a good idea? Not, no, oh, no, 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 Michael, no, maybe I misunderstood your question. I thought you were saying, is it an opportunity for the Republican candidate? Yeah. And I, I feel, to be I the high, we don't like taxes, taxes suck, we're against I, I taxes. I agree. I agree with that position, Michael, and I'm mm-hmm. in that corner, and I will vote in that corner. However, I don't think it's an opportunity in the majority sense that it won't go anywhere because the, the Democrats are going to win. But, I, I, no, that's beside the point. My point is, yeah. do you, how about this? How about Republicans simply standing up and saying, we are against raising taxes as long as this government sucks this bad. Would that be a oh, good public position absolutely. for? Okay, okay. Now, what, 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 now follow up. What are your other points? My two quick points were one was about the smoking. It, whenever these tax hikes come up, I always laugh how no one ever brings up why don't they just ban it outright? Just make it illegal. And the reason why is if you look at the GAO, it's in the top five gross incomes in 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 uh, the federal government intake and state intake of revenue for taxes. And that's why, so they, in one breath, they're telling you, it's going to kill you, it's bad, it's cancer, Obamacare, this is why we need it, this is why we got to, you know, inhibit smokers. But yet, they don't, they won't ban it outright because it's one of the top five revenue uh, producers in, in the country. So um, that, that was just a point. And the second point is about the, about the tea. Um, a lot of people, when this comes up, we can't get rid of the tea, we can't get rid of the tea. Well, I'm in an industry that just got hit by a massive cut, and that's, I'm in the aviation, and 149 air traffic control towers just closed. Mm-hmm. And I was all for it, not because, obviously, it affects me directly, but we're at a point where, you know, we can't keep spending the way we're spending. We're just going to spend our, ourselves into an oblivion. And the tea, is, the tea is a perfect example of that in the state. That's a great, great point, and you're right. But, but I, we don't need to shut it down. We just need to get it out of the huge, massive amounts of waste business. If we could do that, then we would have a win. 781-433-0404 is the phone number. Uh, 781-433-0404. Uh, do you support or oppose uh, a, a gas tax hike on you to pay for the tea, the MBTA? And what do you think about a dollar a pack cigarette tax in Massachusetts to pay for the tea? 
In just a second, I'm going to tell you who the biggest of big winners is going to be if we do slap another dollar a pack on cigarettes and make the price of, of a pack of cigarettes nine fifty to ten fifty a pack. But first, thanks to Dr. Ryan Johnson at NewtonWellsleyDentalPartners.com for sponsoring this uh, hour of the show. Lori, one of her front teeth uh, broke off in an accident. This has happened to me, by the way, too. And so she'd heard me talk about Dr. Ryan Johnson at NewtonWellsleyDentalPartners.com. So she went to see him. He immediately took care of the problem and came up with a long-term solution because it was one of her front teeth. So obviously this is a big deal. And then uh, went and so everything, she came out and she was happy. She was impressed by the level of, of care uh, by Dr. Ryan Johnson's professionalism, how he made her feel comfortable at a very uncomfortable time. She went on and on and on. Now, why am I going on and on and on about Lori, who's just one of Dr. Ryan Johnson's happy customers? I'll tell you why. Because for 14 years, Lori was a dental assistant. That's right. She worked in the business, and even she was impressed by the excellence she found at NewtonWellesleyDentalPartners.com. You will be, too, whether you have yet to find the right person or if you've got a lingering issue with your smile that's making you unhappy. You will love my dentist, Dr. Ryan Johnson, at NewtonWellesleyDentalPartners.com. Call 617-965-1225 right now and set up your initial consultation. Once you do, you will never go back. 617-965-1225. See a specialist. The difference will make you smile. Uh, the story of the uh, of the tax hike just happened this morning, so we were gra- grabbing uh, information on it as fast as we uh, can. Um, and the reason I'm focusing on it as an opportunity for the Republican Party in Massachusetts is because of our event tomorrow how to save the Massachusetts GOP. What I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to come to F1 Boston tomorrow between noon and 3. Anytime, I'm not asking you to come the whole three hours, but come by, have lunch, and speak out. We want you to be one of the voices of the uh, Massachusetts, uh, of the, the Massachusetts GOP. We want you to be one of the voices of common sense that helps the party figure out how they can win in the future. Because the fact is, the Republican Party's brand is pretty beaten up. Chris, I have a young Republicans meeting after school. You want to come? Oh, sure. What do you do at a young Republicans meeting? We help those who already have the means to help themselves. Also, we perpetuate the ideal that Jesus chose America to destroy non-believers and brown people. I don't understand what you're saying, but somehow I feel safer. We're going to speak to Charlie Manning in just a second here on the Michael Graham Show. But when you got images like that in the popular media, uh, you know, it's a problem for the Republican Party. That was obviously off a of family guy. Every day, day in and day out, the Republican brand takes a beating in movies, TV shows, in real life. You know, punchlines, Jay Leno, Letterman. And, and that's just part of life, whatever. I'm not here whining about it. But if things are going to turn around... People who believe in the ideas that make the Republican Party work are going to have to do something about it. And it seems to me that with Governor Patrick proposing a massive tax on your paycheck and your gas tax, and with Democrats on Beacon Hill counter-proposing a tax on your gas and your cigarettes, that all the Republicans have to do is just stand up and say, uh, I'm not for the tax increase. We're the party that says that you can do more with less money. We're the party that says normal people can um, 
find ways to cut spending. There's no reason for you in government to find a way to cut spending. So you tell me, 781-433-0404, what do you think about uh, gas tax hike and uh, cigarette tax hike? For those of you who hate smokers and can't wait to tax them even more, for the, your, those of you who say, that's, that's their, but they choose to smoke, Michael Graham, I don't care. If cigarettes are $100 back, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Adam, our token liberal, even with your limited knowledge of, uh, of economics and commerce. Exactly. Who is going to be the hap- who, who will be the happiest people in New England the day that the, uh, dollar a pack cigarette tax goes into effect? The happiest? Yeah, who will be the happiest? The unhappiest will be smokers in Massachusetts. Actually, they'll be the second, second unhappiest. The most unhappiest will be the retailers in Massachusetts who sell cigarettes. Who's going to be happy? Ever been to Salem, New Hampshire? Ever been to any of the border communities right there on the other side of the New Hampshire border? Every convenience store and liquor store and everyone else in New Hampshire who sells cigarettes is going to be thrilled when the price of uh, cigarettes goes to nine fifty or ten fifty a pack. They can't wait. So this is a dumb move from a revenue standpoint, and it's a dumb move from a business standpoint. It's a dumb move from an economic standpoint. Is it an opportunity for Republicans to do something about their brand and how it's perceived here in Massachusetts? Let's ask one of the smartest Republican uh, political consultants in America, uh, and also my good friend, radio broadcaster in his own right, the lovely and talented Charlie Manning. Charlie, welcome to the Michael Graham Show. Hey, great to talk to you, Michael. you got a great producer there, too, and Adam, I'll tell you that. Well, he has been known to slum in the past, working on radio shows of disrepute. At Except other for stage. Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie, before I get to your ideas, you know, leading up to tomorrow's big event, How to Save the Massachusetts GOP at the F1 Boston tomorrow, noon to 3, I want to ask you about these. We now have two tax hike proposals, Governor Patrick's. And now uh, uh, Speaker DeLeo and Terry Murray, they want to raise gas taxes and, and cigarette taxes. Is, is this an opportunity for Republicans to step up and remind voters not everybody wants to raise their taxes? It absolutely is. I, you know, Governor Patrick ran in one of the most phony things I've ever seen as someone who was going to cut our taxes. Remember, he told us he was going to cut our property taxes. That's right, yes. The taxes, of course, on our property taxes never went down. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he raised the sales tax from 5% to 6.25%. And now he has even a more ridiculous proposal this year to raise taxes by $2 billion. The last time we had a governor that was talking about uh, raising taxes this way, was Michael Dukakis after his president failed, thank God, presidential run. And um, he came back and tried to raise all kinds of taxes here. And then Massachusetts voters for the next 16 years elected Republican governors. Massachusetts voters elected um, um, great folks to the legislature and the state senate in that 1990 election, along with Bill Weld and Paul Salucci and Joe Malone as the first Republican treasurer in years and years and years. And I'll tell you, it really set off a chain reaction. I haven't seen the Terry Murray-Bob uh, Leo proposal yet, 
but my guess is it's not much better than what Governor Patrick's talking about. And it's a tremendous opportunity because everybody realizes the stupidest thing you can do during economic troublesome times like this is take more money out of people's pockets. We're talking to Charlie Manning, Republican political consultant here in Massachusetts. The uh, It's clear that the uh, Democrats remember the, the 1990 cycle you're talking about, Charlie, because of the way that they have downsized this tax hike proposal from Governor Patrick. Um, but uh, the, you need a dynamic Republican Party that can take advantage of the opportunity. So if you were going to give some advice to Republicans out there listening about how they can once again, be a viable party in the state. What would your advice be? Well, what we did back in the late 1980s and into that 1990 and 1992 election cycle, when we had actually two Republicans knock off incumbent Democrats for Congress, Peter Torkelson up on the North Shore, Peter Blued out in uh, Worcester uh, in that third district, um, uh, what we did was on the local level for races like state rep and state senate, try to find people who were well-known in their communities. You know, folks who had uh, worked with the Holy Name Society in town, or maybe the Little League, or soccer, or um, were school teachers, or Mm -hmm. uh, had worked in local town government, so that folks knew them and knew that they had contributed to the community, so they started out with a good um, uh, name right. recognition and a good start before they mm-hmm. even got into office. And then make sure that they knew the issues. You know, we're, we're pretty t- tough graders as voters here in Massachusetts. And so when you're a local candidate, you want to study up on those issues and, and make sure you get off to a good start. And then finally, at least try to get them the financial resources so that they they can compete with the the big machine over right. on the other side, all the unions you, you and all the, of the money on the other side. Sure, and sure. Ray was a great fundraiser, and he and Edna together contributed literally thousands and thousands of dollars to candidates um, all around the state, and really made a difference. But you mentioned the uh, the know your issues and know the local uh, stuff. You know, Scott Brown is a great example. Mary Connett is a great example of two great candidates who had, who had uh, you know were, were, should have been able to win their races handily. Why couldn't those candidates win? Oh, I think a lot of things were going on in in both of those election cycles um, uh, that really made it tough. I, I agree with you. Mary Cotton was a great candidate really did a terrific job. Hey, uh, Charlie, uh, from your days in radio, you know what a hard break is, I know. Can I you sure po- do. Can you possibly stay for just a couple more minutes? Oh, I'd be happy to. Absolutely. Charlie Mann will be with us. He's gonna, you're going to get the answer to that question. We've got to help these candidates win. I am Michael Graham here on the New England Talk Network. It's not a radio show. It's more like a reminder to take your meds. No, sir. It's Michael Graham on the New England Talk Network. Meet Dr. Ryan Johnson of Newton Wellesley Dental Partners dot com. If, if you can, if you can see dentistry, if you can perceive that dental work was done, in my opinion, uh, it wasn't done well. Can you give us an example, Dr. Johnson? A patient comes into the office. New patient comes into the office for uh, a second opinion. She had some dentistry done. It was a full implant reconstruction. She was miserable, uh, really on the verge of tears. I uh, hated, you know, the bite that she had, and really the, the dentist that did the work kind of missed the mark. How are you? different, Dr. Johnson. Oftentimes, I'll say to my patients, I encourage you 
to challenge me to deliver dentistry that doesn't look like dentistry. That's Dr. Ryan Johnson of Newton Wellesley Dental Partners.com. Call 617-965-1225. That's 617-965-1225. Newton Wellesley Dental Partners.com. See a specialist. The difference will make you smile. Investing. Protect what you have. Plan for the future. And the same can be said for the files on your computer. Protect the files you have. That's why I use Carbonite Online Backup. Look, I could go to jail if we lost the files on our computers at my business. I won't risk losing those files. If you run a small business, I don't want you to take that risk either. For just $229 a year, Carbonite will back up all the computers at your small business to the cloud automatically and continually. Plus, Carbonite gives your employees access to their backed-up files from any computer or mobile device. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. No credit card is required. Yep, no credit card required. This is really a free trial. Use offer code Barry and get two free bonus months if you decide to buy. That's Carbonite.com, and offer code Barry gets you two free bonus months. Hi, this is Todd Lutzke, host of The Legal Exchange. It occurred to me the other day that while I'm always talking about saving money on taxes and protecting assets from the nursing homes, and while that's important, sometimes we need to take a step back and remember that there's a family behind every estate plan. It's great that you've been able to accumulate wealth, but what happens to those assets if you get sick and go into a nursing home? The answer is they will be spent down in a hurry to the tune of about $12,000 a month here in Massachusetts. The Medicaid rules change almost every year, and I've updated all the facts and figures for my 2013 Medicaid planning guide, and it's yours for free. Just call Cushing and Dolan at 781-534-9555. Learn how not to impoverish your spouse if you go into a nursing home. That's just one of the many important facts contained in this guide, 781-534-9555. For my free 2013 Medicaid update, 781-534-9555. As he was saying before he was so rudely interrupted. It's like the friggin' big dig all over again. Here's Michael Graham on the New England Talk Network. Hello, New England. I am Michael Graham. Tomorrow, noon to 3 at F1 Boston. It is our How to Save the GOP Town Hall. It is open to the public, absolutely free. We want to see you there. Stop by, have some lunch at F1, listen to the speakers, the candidates. We're going to have uh, uh, messages from the U.S. Senate candidates in the Republican primary. And the whole question is, how can we have a viable two-party system in Massachusetts? One of the smartest Republicans in America is political consultant Charlie Manning, who has agreed to join us. And, Charlie, you were explaining how folks won with great candidates, knowledgeable candidates who really knew the issues in the 80s and early 90s. Then we get to the modern era where great candidates like Scott Brown and Ray Connaughton, who know the issues and are very appealing, running against weak candidates couldn't win. And I'm wondering what... To me, that's the problem that Republicans need to figure out a way to solve. It's always tough to run statewide, to win statewide, not to win statewide here in Massachusetts. Um, I've seen a lot of good candidates. We just had the heartbreak here of seeing uh, Richard Tassay lose that congressional campaign up on the North Shore, and of course Scott lose to. Six years of Elizabeth Warren right. uh, in uh, state. Do you agree here. with me, by the way? Do you agree, or am I just being partisan that Liz Warren wasn't a great candidate per se? Well, she was. 
she was in some ways in that she was able to raise the most money ever. Right. Do you know That's when true. Mitt Romney and Teddy Kennedy ran back in, what was it, uh, 1994? Together, they spent about $25 million, you know, two millionaires. She raised and spent over $40 million. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that came from the National Democrats, sure. especially Harry Reid, who hated Scott Brown because Scott Brown broke up the monopoly when he won that special election. And all the plans they had in Washington to push through things like cap-and-trade and and amnesty for illegal immigrants all went up in smoke on the day Scott Brown won that special election because, of course, he was the 40th vote and the Republicans could block things. And so that's why they went out of their way to take him out. That wasn't just a Massachusetts campaign. That was a national campaign, and Harry Reid was one of the major players just leading the way to try to take Scott Brown out. But Scott Brown had lots of money and was the incumbent, and uh, people loved him. His approval rating was higher than Liz Warren's on Election Day, and yet he couldn't win. The thinking is it's because people are just so reluctant in Massachusetts to vote for any Republican, even Republicans they like and agree with on the issues. Is, Is that the state of play in the state right now? Sometimes the machine wins. What the Democrats have on their side is the political machine that, especially in the last several election cycles, has gotten better and better and better at getting their voters out. And in some cases, just the force of the machine is going to be able to do it unless um, unless the the, uh, Republicans can get activists excited. And you know when that's happened, when I've seen that happen over the years, when times are tough, when the voters, when voters feel like things are sort of cruising along all right, they can um, either stay home or stick with their party identification or, you know, what they, what they uh, you know, grew up as, as, right. as Democrats. But when times are tough, that's when Republicans have the best chance because everybody is saying, are you kidding me? Deval Patrick and the Democrats want to raise taxes by $2 billion? How out of touch are they? And that's when you have a chance to win. That's what happened in 90 when Bill Weld won, Joe Malone, when Blute and Torkelson won, uh, when Mitt won against uh, Mitt Romney won against uh, Shannon O'Brien. And also, the Republican candidates always have to be, and I agree that Scott was, and I agree that Mary Conton was, uh, uh, and Karen Polito in the last uh, statewide election cycle right. here, they have to be head and shoulders above the Democrat candidates. They just have to be a much better candidate to ever have the chance to win. We, I really appreciate your time and for staying with us, Charlie. I know you've got a lot going on. So I'm going to ask you, th- th- put it this way. A guy sitting across or a gal sitting across from you, they want to run for office in Massachusetts, and you can give them one piece of advice about how a Republican can win in this state, what would your one piece of advice be? You have to be bold, and you have to excite the voters, especially the folks who don't vote in every election. You have to explain to them how how important it is, how high the odds are, how things aren't going to get better if you keep electing the same old people into office. And you've got to make people, make the voters, especially the independents, make a choice. As you know, the registration in our state is about 12, 13 percent Republican, 
uh, can be a little higher, a little lower in some districts, but that's what it is statewide. High 30s for Democrats and over 50% of independents. And that's what that's why you really have to be able to appeal to independents to get them excited about you and their ideas and how high the odds are and get them to go out and vote against the interests of the machine. If you can do that, you can win and be successful. Charlie Manning, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, Michael, and good luck with your – I wish I could be there tomorrow, and I know it's going to be great, and it's a real service you're doing to our state for having your special event tomorrow. Thanks so much, Charlie. I appreciate it. That is our town hall meeting tomorrow. You'll hear from the candidates for U.S. Senate. Uh, you'll hear from Senator Rand Paul. You'll hear from Charlie Baker, Mary Connaughton, political consultants, um, members of the media. They're all going to be there talking, some friends of the Republicans, some foes of the Republicans, but talking about how to have a Republican Party in Massachusetts that works. But the entire event doesn't work if you're not there. You've got to be there offering your opinions, your insights. I need you to ask these people questions so you can get to the bottom of what they're really saying. 781-433-0404 is the phone number. So is it the case? I mean, could you really go out to Massachusetts right now and and voters and say, hey, think about your friends and neighbors. Think about the people you work with. Someone shows up and says, hey, they're trying to screw you out of $2 billion in more taxes. Would that message work for the people you know? Because I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not seeing much reaction to the Deval Patrick tax plan. The most common response I get is, Michael, people in Massachusetts like higher taxes. They know it costs more to live here and they're prepared to pay them taxes. Higher taxes are fine. They don't, they're not, this, this isn't, you know, Utah, this isn't Kansas. You know, you want to, we're, we know it's going to cost some money and that's, we don't care. Taxes are fine. Wow. Okay. 781-433-0404. If you really don't think taxes are particularly high, if you don't think tax, if you can handle another uh, $2 billion tax hike, then you, um, uh, talk about, well, yeah, but look at these taxes. <laughs> look at what's happening. These taxes, uh, that, uh, Beacon Hill's proposing to pay for the T. On cigarettes and um, on gas are going to hurt working people, and particularly low-income working people, more than anyone else. Because rich people, three, four, five cents a gallon as it goes up, gas tax, no big deal, and they don't smoke. But if you're a working guy who makes thirty grand, grand or less a year, chances are you smoke, and and chances are you drive to work, and chances are you don't have a lot of money. So I thought these were the people that Democrats claim to represent were low-income people, you know, people who need a help up and a helping hand and blah, blah, blah. And that's who you're going to raise – that's who Bob DeLeo and Terry Murray are going to raise taxes on? And the answer is yeah. And those people are going to vote Democrat no matter what. So I I don't know. I'd like to think – that the glory days of the late 1980s and early 1990s can be returned just by talking about taxes, as you heard Charlie Baker talking about, but, I mean, is Charlie Manning talking about, but uh, has anyone else noticed that 1990 was a long time ago? Has anyone else noticed that 1996 was a long time ago? 
I, I, I'll put it this way. I think we're going to need a lot more than just talking about taxes to get people to think about not voting for someone other than a Democrat in Massachusetts. I think you're going to have to have a better game, a higher level game to make that work. I don't know that just running around talking about taxes is enough to win in Massachusetts as long as people have this inherent immediate aversion to uh, Republicans. I don't know that it's going to work. You know what could be interesting is the impact of the gun issue here in Massachusetts. Because I'm told again and again and again that Massachusetts hates guns and it's an anti-gun state and overwhelmingly we want gun control and you know take away guns and you know we the, the guns are for you rednecks. I don't know that that's true. I think that one of the ways that you can have a viable two-party system in Massachusetts is to not be afraid of issues like guns and getting people who believe in the Second Amendment and want to defend the Second Amendment energized and getting them willing to turn out and vote for people because there's some difference between the two parties on these issues. But then again, what do I know? As a Second Amendment supporter, it turns out I'm just a white guy with a small penis. Have you heard about this? Article from Liberal Activist. Many American white men worship guns because of sexual insecurity, entitlement, and profit. I've got an article from a prominent liberal writer that the only reason you guys support the Second Amendment, those of you who do, is because you have uh, the Irish curse. Which doesn't make any sense because I do a radio show in Ireland and they all hate guns over there. So I can't figure this out. Is it true that the only reason you support the Second Amendment is because you have a small PP? That is the argument coming from the left. I'll explain more. I am Michael Graham. Graham is back. Noon to 3 on the New England Talk Network. Speaking of which, Chamonix wants you to know that T-Gen with Nitro Boost, guys, does the work inside of your body that your body used to do for itself. Your body used to make plenty of testosterone, but as you age, it makes less and less. T-Gen from Chamonix is the natural nutraceutical way to get your body back in the testosterone-making business. It really works. Then you add the Nitro Boost. The Nitro Boost sends nitric oxide to your body when and where it counts, guys. It's a one-two punch from Chamonix, T-Gen with Nitro Boost, and you can try it today for half price. Call 800-822-5796 right now. 800-822-5796. Sky-high libido, better performance for 50% off. And this offer comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. T-Gen with Nitro Boost. Boost testosterone and nitric oxide. Do it for half price. Call right now. 800-822-5796. This is a test of your mouth. If it's working properly, it should be watering because that's the sound of Applebee's all-new sizzling entree starting at just $9.99. Like the new sizzling New Orleans skillet and sizzling chicken fundido or the double-barrel whiskey sirloin backed by popular demand. This is only a test. If it had been an actual sizzling entree, well, you'd be at Applebee's. 
We all love choices, but variety at lunchtime can be hard to come by. So come on into Applebee's for our all-new pick-and-pair lunch menu and get any two of our hearty new soups, salads, sandwiches, and pasta starting at just $6.99. Pair our new Fiesta Chicken Chop Salad with our new Fried Green Tomato and Turkey Club. The choice is yours. The new pick-and-pair lunch menu, only at Applebee's. Visit Applebee's every Monday night for $5.99 burgers from 4 to close. All of their mouth-watering burgers are only $5.99 and only at Applebee's. Hi, this is Todd Lutzke, host of The Legal Exchange. It occurred to me the other day that while I'm always talking about saving money on taxes and protecting assets from the nursing homes, and while that's important, sometimes we need to take a step back and remember that there's a family behind every estate plan. It's great that you've been able to accumulate wealth, but what happens to those assets if you get sick and go into a nursing home? The answer is they will be spent down in a hurry to the tune of about $12,000 a month here in Massachusetts. The Medicaid rules change almost every year. And I've updated all the facts and figures for my 2013 Medicaid planning guide, and it's yours for free. Just call Cushing and Dolan at 781-534-9555. Learn how not to impoverish your spouse if you go into a nursing home. That's just one of the many important facts contained in this guide, 781-534-9555. For my free 2013 Medicaid update, 781 534 It's not a radio show. It's more like a reminder to take your meds. No, sir. It's Michael Graham on the New England Talk Network. Michael Graham live, loud and local, right here, noon to three every day, or listen to the show in its entirety at our podcast, michaelgraham.com slash radio. Uh, and we are here be asking the bold questions that nobody else will ask. Do you support gun rights because you're a white guy with a small penis? 781-433-0404. Is this a gun in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> 781-433-0404. What's that from? What's it? It's just a random clip from it. I don't think it was really? from a movie. There's a, no, there's a, I'm looking for it. Which Humphrey Bogart it. movie had that in it? Is that a gun in your pocket or are you just glad to see me? Um, this, <laughs> it's, 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 it's some, please help me out, somebody. Email me, michael at michaelgram.com. Also, we're talking about the uh, proposal from Beacon Hill. In addition to raising gas taxes, permanently raising them. That is, they would go up and they would go up every year based on inflation. Uh, they want to raise cigarette tax, taxes by a buck. A pack, what will you do when the cost of a pack of Marlboros gets close to $10? Are you just going to keep going down to your corner store, or maybe, just maybe, you might start looking around for another place to buy them? 781-433-0404. By the way, you smokers and who work for a living, you've really you got to put in some extra time. We've decided you're going to pay all of society's bills. You're going to pay for everybody's health care. You're going to pay for a little kid's daycare. You're going to pay for anti-smoking programs. And you're going to pay for the tea. Remember, that's what your dollar is going for. It's going to the tea. It's not going to something you use. It's going to the MBTA. Because every day I see the connection between do you smoke a pack of camels, do you ride the red line? They just go so naturally together. I completely, You know, the gas tax. Do you drive a car? Do you use the road? Yes, got it. Um, uh, health, health insurance. 
Do you need health care? Does someone have to pay for it? Yes. Mass transit. Do you ride the train in every day to your job at State Street? Do you smoke cigarettes? Uh, no connection there. The confession hotline, if you can make the connection, 617-903-8255, 617-9903-TALK is the confession hotline, 245-250 every day. Brought to you, by the way, today by Robinson's Hardware at robinsons1874.com. Here is the, uh, the intellectual argument from the, uh, uh, left-wing super intellectuals at buzzflash.com. Mark Carlin, a prominent leader of the progressive 9-11 truth or left, you won't find anyone willing to dare say it much in the media, but a good percentage of the white men who oppose gun control are just afraid that without their guns, their phallic power will be reduced to size. I swear I am not making this up. You can read the entire thing at michaelgram.com right now. Uh, Marco's on the right. You can feel at least temporarily reassured when a long-barreled assault weapon compensates for just another average manhood. It's an irresistible testosterone high for the beleaguered white male. Uh, that would be you. He goes on to write, a gun, particularly assault weapons and lethal militarized handguns, are at least two things. A, a prosthetic Richard, a prosthetic codpiece, if you will, and B, a sign that even unemployed white guys still rule the Western world and sit at the head of the kitchen table. So is this why you support the Second Amendment, 781-433-0404, because you have a small uh, penal colony and because you're unemployed and want to feel like you're in charge of the multicultural world. Let's face it, this liberal intellectual writes, the more, and I'm, by the way, I'm not saying that sarcastically, he's viewed as an intellectual in the liberal movement. Let's face it, the more white guys feel besieged by a multicultural society in which women and minorities have chewed away at their perch until it's about to crash to the ground and leave them as equals among other humans, the more fierce and maniacal, the opposition to regulating guns as dangerous instruments of death becomes. Memories of gun massacres last a few months and fade away, but the psychological need of the white man for feeling sexually and politically powerful continues like a raging tsunami. I, I read this entire piece, and you can't, like I said, it's at michaelgram.com, and I didn't not one mention of the Second Amendment, not one mention of the Constitution, not one mention of natural rights or an inherent right to defend yourself, the right to self-defense, the right to survival or to attempt to survive. No, 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 no. According to uh, this uh, super smart, super genius, white men support the Second Amendment because they have small penises and need a big gun to make up their shortcomings. Is he right? 781-433-0404. And what does that say, Adam, about women who support the Second Amendment? Is that... They had smaller breasts. I I think this liberal intellectual... He's a super intellectual. Is, ...is writing this piece because he's just covering up the fact that maybe he has a tiny... Automatic assault rifle. No, no, no. Mark Carlin, editor of Buzz Flash, is a is a big time prominent 
member of the American left. Call this Freudian psychobabble, but when you add it to the mix of just angry white males who want their guns to show that they are still top dog at the on the social, political, and marital hierarchy, you get a good percentage of the psychologically need needy, he means, gun owners. He left out a Y there. So is that... Is that why you support the Second Amendment? We're going to ask Jim Wallace of Goal, uh, the gun owners action league here in Massachusetts, if that's what motivates him and his members. Oh, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> if I'm allowed to call you members, so is that what it means? Is that an, is NRA member a euphemism for Irish curse? Is that what they're trying to tell us? Uh, according to Mr. Carlin, yes. Seven eight one four three three zero four zero four. See, I'm I'm one of those crazy people. I can think of all kinds of reasons why rational people who are completely normal biologically or maybe even above normal biologically might support gun laws. Oh, and by the way, don't look at me. Don't say, Michael, eh, white male, that's you. Don't look at, no, not me, man. I'm, I'm, with the, I'm with Liz Warren. I'm a Cherokee. Don't forget, my grandfather's grandmother was a Cherokee Indian. I'm 132nd, I think it is Cherokee. So uh, I go by my nickname, Kalkamichka. And so, uh, you know, this is all about you, pale faces. It has nothing to do with me, Michael Graham. Seven eight one four three three oh four, oh four. So Jim Wallace is coming up at two o'clock. At one o'clock, Megan McCardle, who writes for uh, the Daily Beast and the Atlantic Monthly, she wrote in five hundred words or less the explanation of why Obamacare sucks that I've been trying to do in three years. It's very frustrating to read some of them and go, ah, there it is. For three years now, I've been trying to tell you why Obamacare won't work, and she just nailed it. So she's coming up at 1 o'clock. But in the meantime, I'm just, just be curious to know, for those of you who are gun owners or who consider yourselves supporters of the Second Amendment, what do you think of the argument that you only take that political position because you have issues about your manhood, that this is a sign of your insecurity at work, and particularly if you're a woman, how you respond to that, you know, uh, Michael Bloomberg is out running ads, trying to uh, put these short, short-sighted <clears throat> members of the legislature on alert. For me, guns are for hunting and protecting my family. I believe in the Second Amendment, and I'll fight to protect it. But with rights come responsibilities. That's why I support comprehensive background checks, so criminals and the dangerously mentally ill can't buy guns. That protects my rights and my family. Tell Congress, don't protect criminals. Yeah. Vote to protect gun rights and our yeah. families with comprehensive background checks. Demand action now. By the way, one of the things you're going to find out later in the show is every time President Obama talks about 40% of guns, don't gun purchases don't involve a background check, he's lying. He's not wrong. Wrong means you don't know the right answer. He's lying, and he knows that he's lying. Uh, because he's got his own political agenda that he's trying to push. He also has an agenda on immigration that he's trying to push that we're going to talk about later in the show as well. But if there are gun owners who want to stand up for their rights and not have to apologize for what's left, call the confession hotline 617-903-8255. 617-903-TALK. So much talk, so little time. I am Michael Graham. Natural truth is out there. Michael Graham, noon to three on the New England Talk Network. 
And once again, I want to uh, thank our friends at Chamonix for sponsoring this hour of the show. Guys, if you are getting up and down every night because you've got prostate issues, if you can't have, can't leave on a road trip without pre-planning your potty stops, you don't have to go through that. You can fight back with PT9 for prostate health. Unlike other products on the market, PT9 contains clinical concentrations of a powerful natural ingredient, actually three powerful natural ingredients that help with the prostate and all of its annoying symptoms and help maintain healthy testosterone levels. That's a true home run for you and your love life. It means less waking up at night, less running to the nearest men's room. Guys, you can have better mood, better sleep, and better intimacy with PT9 from Chamonix. Call 800-811-3790 right now and get a free bottle with your order. That's right, 800-811-3790 for a free bottle of PT9 with your order. Don't don't just suffer, guys. Do something about it with PT9 from Chamonix, 800-811-3790. 800-811-3790. I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, thrilled, delighted, and honored to be with you here on the Michael Graham Show across New England. Well, most of it, we are actually being preempted by the Red Sox on CRM. That's okay. You can listen on your phone, michaelgraham.com slash radio. That's what's great, even though we've got four affiliates and some other interesting news coming up soon. Uh, with the phone deal we've got, just pick up your phone, michaelgram.com slash radio, into your browser. All you got to do is push a button. You can listen anywhere. You don't have to download anything, nothing. So take me with you wherever you go across New England. And what's big, what's hot in New England right now? The Boston College assault continues. In fact, it's picked up steam. The ACLU is expanding its attacks now on Holy Cross and other Catholic schools. The position of the ACLU is that, uh, well, if I, if I understand this correctly, you can't run a Catholic uh, college in Massachusetts legally because when you have rules that endorse Catholic theology, when you have rules that uphold Catholic practice, anyone who disagrees with those rules is free to give you the finger and do whatever they want, and you don't have the right to acquire it as part of their attendance at their school. I absolutely don't understand it, and, and uh, we're finding out from their uh, lawyer uh, Sarah Wench, that uh, there's a state law that makes it illegal for a private organization to require its Catholic members at a Catholic organization to be Catholic, or to at least practice Catholicism. I, I don't understand. It makes no sense to me, but I've never pretended to be a lawyer. I only got as far as L.A. law. So let's go to a good friend of mine, former Department of Justice official, author and blogger at pjmedia.com, uh, Jay Christian Adams. Christian, how's it going? Hey, Michael. It's all going good. So am I explaining the ACLU's position here correctly, that you can have a Catholic institution, but you can't make anyone obey your Catholic 
Catholic rules. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a uh, a favorite uh, tactic of the left, including the ACLU and, I might add, the Obama administration, to undermine religious liberty. Uh, you know, Boston College, Georgetown, these are Catholic universities, and the uh, ACLU takes a very narrow view of what it means to be Catholic. But the uh, the part that I can't get past is the premise that you have a right when you choose to go to this private school that supersedes the right of the school to basically exist or to have any meaningful application of its values. Yeah, don't forget, the First Amendment to the Constitution guarantees everybody the free exercise of religion. Mm -hmm. That means the government cannot tell you uh, how to practice your religion. And what groups like Boston College are doing is practicing their religion. Uh, but the left, the ACLU, says, hey, well, if you're accepting students and uh, if you have professors who aren't priests, then by golly, uh, we can impose a, a statist version of what you should be teaching people or doing at your college. And this is just another intrusion into liberty. Uh, you know, the ACLU proclaims to be on the side of the Constitution but these days, cases like this show you that they really aren't. We're talking to Christian Adams. His book, his most recent book, is called Injustice. It's absolutely fantastic. He's at the Election Law Center. Right, Christian? I got that right? Yeah. Excellent. Listen, I want to read these quotes from the lawyer. The lawyer who we've been trying to get her on the show since Wednesday, and she's refused every single day. Oh, I just can't do it today. I just can't do it today. I'm, I'm guessing, Christian, she will not be making any appearances. So here's what she says. First, she says that when these these Catholic schools threaten a student within the privacy of their own dorm room, dorm room for providing condoms, we feel it interferes with the student's rights. These are secured rights. Um, the students, uh, the, 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 let me finish, the college can attempt to sway the students, but they do not have the right to threaten the students who don't adhere to these values. Poppycock. Colleges that are based on religious values can require students to attend church if they want to mm -hmm. as a condition to going to college there. When you're a religious institution, as Boston College is, they can attach any, any catch or any requirement they mm -hmm. want to students if they want to attend there. If you want to, if you want to engage in this behavior, then, then go to University of Massachusetts. Uh, go to Amherst. Right. Go to Harvard, where they'll probably promote it. But if you want to go to a Catholic college, then you have to abide by the Catholic rules. And that's what the ACLU doesn't like. They no, don't like freedom. They say that's not true because uh, they because it uh, operates in a public sphere, not a private one. They have, like you said, they have people who teach there who are not Catholic. And they also allow people to practice their faith like they allow them to have a... Uh, a Protestant, you know, prayer service or whatever, you know, Protestant activities and Jewish activities, and therefore this is not a private institution, it's a public one, Christian Adams. Yeah, well, that, that's nonsense. All of that are, 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 are compromises, or I should say accommodations, that Boston College has chosen to make, mm -hmm. not ones that they are required to make. And the fact that they have chosen to make some does not undermine their basic constitutional right to be a Catholic college. And there are some things so fundamentally at odds with Catholicism, such as abortion, uh, that, that take precedence over anything else. And <clears throat> these are core values of Catholicism 
that God alone decides when life begins. And uh, nobody, no human has the power to go against the will of God. And, and these are core Catholic values. And if Boston College chooses to exercise them, they have that right. Look, the ACLU in the state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, would like Boston College to revert to the sort of cloistered Christianity of, of Roman times, where they had to like meet in the basement. You know, if you, if you if you don't if you meet outside the basement, then you have to do what the government wants. It's not like that in America. Uh, we have freedom of exercise of religion. I, look, I agree with you completely. That's why I'm trying to get this lawyer from the ACLU on to try to explain it. But I want to ask you this question. That's more, I, I think. The, the, anyone who's trying to deceive themselves into believing that the ACLU has any legal standing here or has, knows what the hell they're talking about, and that you've pretty much destroyed that utterly. So let's move then to why. Why is the ACLU one of my civil liberties, First Amendment, my you know, practice of my faith? Why do you think the ACLU is picking these cases, picking these fights? Well, look, this is easy to understand. You have two rights here at issue. You have the right of uh, a woman like Sandra Fluke, who ended up in Georgetown uh, Law School, another Catholic law school, uh, a, a woman or a man at, at Boston College to, uh, to, to, you know, to deal with the contraception issue versus the right of Boston College to say, no, you can't do it that way here. And so to the ACLU, to the leftists at the ACLU, their sexual liberty uh, these days takes precedence over religious liberty. It, mm -hmm. You know, the the left is not a big fan of religious liberty, uh, unless, of course, it involves uh, Islam or, or Wiccans. Uh, but when it comes to Catholicism, by golly, that is one mm -hmm. of the bogeymen of the left, you know, the Pope and, right. and gay marriage. So we mm -hmm. must devalue the religious liberty of Catholics in favor of the, of the sexual liberty of the students. So and so they've just taken a side. So, so let me ask you this then. If this were a Muslim institution and it was teaching, uh, you know, that uh, homosexuality is a sin in, for which one must be stoned, which is common, uh, teaching in Islam around the world, and it forbade, say, a same-sex group, you know, to be officially sanctioned on campus, would the ACLU be suing the Muslim institution, do you think? Well, now you have the unstoppable object versus the immovable force <laughs> when it comes to the ACLU. Right. You know, you have you have these incredibly competing uh, uh, left-wing sure. values of protection of Islam versus homosexual rights. So I don't know how, what the outcome would be there, but it would probably make their offices, like all the electrical circuits would blow out. They'd be so stressed out about that. They would never sue, ever. A Muslim organization, not here in, in New England anyway, never, never going to happen. Remember, this is the same city, Christian, that gave $1.8 million of taxpayer land to uh, um, uh, the Islamic Society of Boston to build a mosque, even as one of the leading advocates of terror around the world, Al Kawadawi, was a member of the committee for the Islamic Society of Boston. So yeah, well, they, there's no, and the ACLU never raised a single complaint. Well, look, the ACLU in places like Massachusetts mm -hmm. uh, have become a whole different organization than the one in, in the 1950s ensured that the, the, uh, the Nazis could march in Skokie, Illinois, uh, as part of their free speech rights. This is an entirely different organization that does not stand for the basic principle of liberty. It's the organization that now stands for the basic principle of leftist ideology. And that's what you have going on with Boston College. I'm, I'm completely with you. I just want to make sure I wasn't screwing up the law here horrifically. 
somehow. No, and as a matter of fact, the Supreme Court has ruled on this. Exactly. Uh, They had a case called Hosanna Tabor, T-A-B-O-R, that was handed down about a year and a half ago, and it was a 9 nothing decision. This isn't even a close call. And in Hosanna Tabor, the Supreme Court uh, was dealing with a case of a school that fired uh, a, a teacher uh, for violating uh, some uh, religious idea. Mm-hmm. I forget whether it was contraception or... or, or Sex or, out of wedlock uh, or something. Yeah, and, and so this woman sued and said, hey, you can't fire me. I have the right to do this under civil rights laws. And it got to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said balderdash. The college, the school, just like Boston College, is a religious organization. And it doesn't matter if it's open to the public, all the arguments the Massachusetts ACLU is making. It doesn't matter if it's a uh, non-ordained employee. Uh, They're religious, and they get to practice their religion. I, Christian, you're never coming to my show again if you ever use the word poppycock or balder. Could we please move into the late 20th century at least? What, oh, what are you like sitting around? Right, what are you reading? Your Pride and Prejudice in your spare time? What are you, Samuel Johnson quips notebook? What the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> okay, one last thing for you. I went to Oral Roberts University, as you know. The hands. Yes, the hands. And they banned male and female students from being in the same dorm together. The, the dorms were closed. They had a separate um, uh, curfew for women versus men. Women had to be in by like 1130. Men had no curfew. They made women wear dresses to class. You had to attend, ch- and men had to wear neckties. You had to attend chapel three times a week. You had a hair code or whatever, you know, like your hair couldn't be over your ears and blah, blah, blah. And so one day I broke down and decided in my 19-year-old idiocy, I'm going to call the ACLU. And I actually got somebody at the local Tulsa office. And you know what they told me, Christian? Why the hell are you at that school in the first place? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that the right answer to everyone who's complaining? Then don't go there. Yeah, this is part of the left's war on common sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is part of the left's war on on people being divorced from the consequences of their decisions. Uh, these are fundamental uh, aims of the left, is to let people escape the decisions they make. And in this case, a student who goes to a Catholic university right. is suddenly confronted by, yikes, Catholic doctrine, <laughs> uh, and, and they want the ACLU to haul them into court. That's the thuggery of the left these days, is they don't believe in freedom. They believe in ideological purity. Uh, unfortunately, you're right, Christian, and that's why I'm so glad that you joined us here on the show today. Thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. Anytime. 781-433-0404 is the phone number. 781-433-0404. Uh, do you agree with the ACLU that the people who go to um, uh, BC and Holy Cross, these other Catholic schools, have the right to hand out condoms and have the right to whatever, you know, give out IUDs and have the right to set up these birth control distributions because it's their right. Oh, crap. I knew I was going to forget something with Christian. I've got to ask him about the other comment in this, um, in this story, which is the, uh, part about how you can see where Obama's going with the Affordable Care Act on this story. That's all coming up here in just a few moments on the Michael Graham show. First though, F1 Boston and Braintree is the place to be. F1 Boston will be hosting our 
How to Save the Republic Massachusetts GOP this Wednesday, day after tomorrow, noon to three. So please make plans now to have lunch at in Braintree at F1 Boston. They're easy to get off Wood Avenue. Come in, have a burger, have pizza, have Italian specialty, sit, be part of the conversation. We're going to have an open mic for your questions and comments for the speakers who are there and to hear your ideas on how to save the Mass Massachusetts Republican Party. That's this Wednesday, noon to 3, F1Boston.com. And I'm hoping that while you're there, you'll see what a great place it is. You'll see how delicious the food is. You'll check out the billiard rooms. You'll see the rate. I hope they've got racing going on on the tracks while we have, while we're there. It is so fun to watch. And you're going to realize that the best place for your next major event, whether it's a uh, family meeting, family gathering, excuse me, or a business meeting, or just you and a friend. What's the best place for a first date in Boston, according to Fan and Gourmet? It's F1 Boston in Braintree. So I hope you will check it out this Wednesday. Join me and Charlie Baker and Mary Connaughton in special messages from Rand Paul to the U.S. Senate candidates, uh, pollsters, pundits, libertarians, the young Republicans are helping us sponsor this. The Massachusetts Alliance of College Republicans are helping us. It's going to be a tremendous event, an open conversation, how to save the Massachusetts GOP, and you can be part of it this Wednesday. Make plans now. And if you want to attend the free campaign school afterwards, if you're thinking about running for office, three hours of intensive campaign training. I'm doing a little bit of it, but Holly Robichaud, the professional, will be doing most of it. That's absolutely free. You just need to email Michael at MichaelGraham.com. Let us know you're coming. Michael at MichaelGraham.com. Okay, so here's, it was fascinating. I'm reading the piece um, about the uh, ACLU's attack on Boston College. And can we all agree, by the way, at 781-433-0404, this is nothing but an attack on on, uh, Catholicism? That's all this is. This is a pure attack on Christianity. If this were a Muslim school and it were Muslim theology, the ACLU wouldn't say a word. This has nothing to do with individual liberty. They would say to any student who chose to attend a Muslim school of higher learning, yes, I said that with a straight face, well, come on, how many are there? Three? (laughs) But anyway... If a student chose to attend a Muslim school and said, I don't understand, why can't I start my synagogue here on this campus? The ACLU would say, why did you go there? You're the problem. You can't force your way into a Muslim institution and demand that they change their rules. That's exactly what the ACLU would say. But because it's a Catholic institution and because Catholics are so easy to hate, so easy to bash on, in particular because Catholics themselves won't even stand up and defend their culture, their faith, their traditions, their theology. That's the ACL, the ACLU is going straight after him. Yes, you got to understand though, the Catholic Church doesn't have the biggest track record of honesty. Uh, and excuse me, as opposed to the religion that blows people up and no, blows I up understand synagogues. that. Listen, I, I'm sorry, I, Michael. The I'm Catholic with you on Church, this. I'm just, the Catholic reasons Church, people can't really the trust Catholic the Catholic Church, Church is just as trustworthy as any other. Religious institution, any any group of people has people in it is going to have bad people in it. The evangelicals had Tammy Faye and Jim and Jimmy. Remember Jimmy Swaggart crying all over the place. And uh, Judaism has had scandals. In fact, a few just in the very recent past. Obviously, Islam has some problems. Don't can't say that. So why pick on the Catholics? But that's what this is. This is an assault on Catholicism. 
It's a, and, uh, and it's being directed by the ACLU out of pure political motives. There is no principle here. So, uh, Sarah Wench is talking along about how you have the right to tell the school to go kiss your butt just because you chose to go there and just because you pay to go there and just because they told you it was a Catholic school before you went there doesn't matter. Then she concludes with this. And I want those of you who were defending Sandra Fluck a few months ago, I want you to listen to what Massachusetts ACLU says. Sarah Wunsch pointed out that under the Federal Affordable Care Act, that's Obamacare, the schools will be required in some way to cover prescription contraception. Well, wait a minute. I, I thought that they had freedom of religion. I, Obama said that they weren't going to make Catholic people pay for birth control. I, I, Health and Human Service Secretary Sebelius Lady she she said that they wouldn't have to do it. She said that, that, that you could still have your faith. I don't understand. The ACLU's figured it out. Susan Wench pointed out that under the Federal Affordable Care Act, the schools will be required to cover prescription contraception. In other words, it is a direct assault on, in, on uh, religious liberty. Obamacare, by the way, is getting a hearing in court on this very subject. The... Uh, Gutless weasels in the Republican Party said, oh, what's the point of fighting it? Nothing can happen, blah, blah. But some religious institutions stood up and said, no, we're not going to make you make us pay money to violate our faith. Imagine making a Jewish, a Jewish college pay money to fund the Hitler Club. Imagine making a Muslim organization pay money to fund a gay rights organization. You can't make people pay to viol- directly violate their own faith. They, I don't think so. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And so, uh, so that, but that's what Obamacare does. Obamacare specifically makes you, as a Catholic, violate your own faith if you attend one of these, cat- or, or work at one of these Catholic institutions. And the Massachusetts ACLU, give them credit. They're the only ones admitting it. Everyone else is saying, oh, that doesn't happen, Michael. You're just making a, you're just trying to whip people up into hate. You hate mongering Michael Graham. What I hate is that you cannot get the people who are advocating this treatment of Boston College to defend themselves. Susan Wench issues letters and statements to the press and then runs and hides because she, you, she can't answer the question. The only question is, is Boston College allowed to be Catholic? Or is being Catholic a hate crime? Because those are the two options. Either the Catholicism of BC is inherently unacceptable, and they're not allowed to be Catholic, or it's the case that you can't have a Catholic institution in the first place. And for those of you who say, well, Michael, I just care about individual liberty. I just care about individual rights. What about the right of individuals to attend a Catholic college? Because if you want to attend a pro-condom college, you could do an entire NCAA bracket on condom colleges. That could be a division. The SEC, the ACC, the CCC, condom conferences of colleges. There are tons of pro-condom. And the big 10 inches. Ah, Ah. thank you. He'll be here all week. (laughs) I wish I'd written that. The... uh, The, um, you can have the pro abortion college network. You can have the pro sex toy college network. The pro, I mean, it's, it's college for crying out loud. So what about the right 
of people who want to attend a college. This is what makes gutless weasels like the Masters ACLU so annoying. I want to hear people explain how they can deny students the right to attend a Catholic school. I mean, Christian Adams, who was just with us uh, from the Election Law Center, nailed it. He said, if you can force people to go to um, church, and you can, then obviously you can stop people from handing out condoms. Let's go to Stephen and Lynn. Stephen, you are on the Michael Graham Show. Thanks for the call. Uh, nice to hear from you again. Nice to hear you back on the air. Glad to be here. Yeah, uh, you had just said um, a moment ago about mm-hmm. Catholics not willing to stand up and defend their faith. Right. Uh, I do on a regular basis. And actually, I've run out of cheeks. You know, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. My face has been slapped. My butt has been kicked. (laughs) And I kid you not, it's very hard to defend your faith when I'm on the phone going through Sears, and I say, okay, I'll be at the classes tonight because I was teaching CCD at the time. Right. And have a woman put her child on the far side of her away from me and give me the stink eye because I'm Catholic. Right. But do you agree with me that one of the reasons why that woman feels empowered that way is because so many Catholics spend so much time bashing their own faith? That so many Catholics seem to be ready to throw their faith under the bus because, admittedly, what Cardinal Law did was despicable. Obviously, the priest he covered up for that was despicable, but it's such a tiny, tiny fraction of the Catholic leadership. And yet, it seems to me here in New England, Stephen, that a majority of Catholics are willing to throw their faith under the bus and say, you know what, you're right, we are the religion of pedophiles. Well, ask them when the last time they went to church. Well, that's a very good point. But, Mike, I have to answer the question. <laughs> no, but I'm saying they're not you, practicing, I, but if they don't but, insult, they go, oh, well, I must be the bad Catholic because I'm defending myself because the good Catholics will yell about everybody else. So and if you stand up, you get yelled at by like people like the ACLU, mm-hmm. uh, political leaders, sure. the guy at the barbershop. Other, other Catholics. <laughs> that's my point. Other Catholics <laughs> are the first to trash the church. I don't get it. And I'm not Catholic. So I'm, you know, I'm going to watch this going, are you kidding me? I, the Catholic Church is so much bigger than one set of scandals, as despicable as those scandals are. And as much as Cardinal Law should be prosecuted for his behavior, and as awful as it is that there's any room for him in Rome, and I'm thrilled, one of the things that Pope Francis, apparently Pope Francis has already gotten out front in trashing law, and that they're going to push law off somewhere, and I certainly hope so. But, um, uh, but I... I don't understand why. Why won't you? You're Catholics. This is your church. Why won't you defend your faith? Why won't you stand up for the good that the Catholic Church does? Instead, it's, I don't agree with the condom rules anyway. Maybe they're right. Maybe this one student on campus should be able to boss us around. Maybe she's more important than 2,000 years of Catholic tradition. No, she's not. Put her in her place. 781-433-0404. 781-433-0404. I am Michael Graham. The natural truth is out there. Michael Graham, noon to three on the New England Talk Network. Hey, the place to be this Wednesday, noon to three, is our town hall. How to save the Massachusetts Republican Party. Listen, if it's going to be saved, you're going to have to do it. The leaders won't do it. The politicians won't do it. They're looking to you the average voter for leadership. So we put together a three-hour town hall. You'll hear from some of those leaders and some of those politicians, uh, Charlie Baker, Mary Conaton, uh, 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 Ann, uh, Ann Rind, 
Rand Paul is, will be with us via phone. The Senate candidates, you're going to hear from pundits, professional pollsters, journalists. We're going to have a journalistic roundtable on how journalists view the Massachusetts Republican Party. Please be there this Wednesday, noon to 3 at F1 Boston and Braintree. Make plans to have lunch while you're there as well. Enjoy the food at F1. It'll be an amazing event. And then there's a free candidate school that night, 6 to 9 p.m. Email me, michael at michaelgram.com. I'll see you Wednesday at F1. Are you the best boss ever? When you walk down the hallways, do you get high fives from employees, from other companies? Does your water cooler dispense awesome? On casual Fridays, do your employees come in tuxedos? If not, take your team to F1 Boston. With European racing carts, world-class meeting and event rooms, and incredible food, you have everything you need for the perfect company meeting, event, or team-building session. So perfect, you'll be on the cover of BBE Magazine. Best boss ever. So be the best boss ever and call 781-228-2010 or log on now at F1Boston.com. Meetings, team building, summer outings, and more? Yes, more fun, successful, and affordable. F1 Boston. Call now for information, 781-228-2010, F1Boston.com. Investing. Protect what you have. Plan for the future, and the same can be said for the files on your computer. Protect the files you have and make sure you back up the files that you're constantly adding. That's why I use Carbonite Online Backup. Look, I could go to jail if we lost the files on our computers at my business. I won't risk losing those files. If you run a small business, I don't want you to take that risk either. For just 200 $29 a year, Carbonite will back up all the computers at your small business to the cloud automatically and continually. Plus, Carbonite gives your employees access to their backed up files from any computer or mobile device. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. No credit card is required. Yep, no credit card required. This is really a free trial. Use offer code Barry and get two free bonus months if you decide to buy. That's Carbonite.com and offer code Barry gets you two free bonus months. Hi, this is Todd Lutsky, host of The Legal Exchange. It occurred to me the other day that while I'm always talking about saving money on taxes and protecting assets from the nursing homes, and while that's important, sometimes we need to take a step back and remember that there's a family behind every estate plan. It's great that you've been able to accumulate wealth, but what happens to those assets if you get sick and go into a nursing home? The answer is they will be spent down in a hurry to the tune of about $12,000 a month here in Massachusetts. The Medicaid rules change almost every year, and I've updated all the facts and figures for my 2013 Medicaid planning guide, and it's yours for free. Just call Cushing & Dolan at 781-534-9555. Learn how not to impoverish your spouse if you go into a nursing home. That's just one of the many important facts contained in this guide. 781-534-9555. For my free 2013 Medicaid update, 781 534 9555 781-534-9555 Graham is back noon to 3 on the New England Talk Network Hello New England I am Michael Graham welcome to the show on this glorious Monday morning yes it's opening day yes the Red Sox are on our affiliate AM 830 WCRN so 
you're not listening on that, but you'll maybe listening in your podcast, michaelgram.com slash podcast or on your cell phone, anywhere you go with your smartphone, michaelgram.com slash radio. And you just listen live. It's so easy to even download anything. And, or you may be listening on one of our other fine affiliates, AM 1120 in Concord, AM 970 in Southbridge, and WPLM down on the Cape, AM 1390. But wherever you are, welcome to the show, and thank you for calling, particularly the Confession Hotline, 617-903-8255, 617-903-TALK. I'm trying to figure out how the condom conversation goes on a Catholic college if you're the girl giving out condoms and we're going to be talking in the next hour about this push that the uh, a piece written by a princeton mom who says girls you're in college now is the time to land a man you've got four years to do it every year your odds go down i'll explain why in the next hour you got to land a man if i'm at boston college and i know a girl adam is you know captain of the condom dispensary i'm <laughs> I'm thinking I'm in pretty good shape. Oh, you're gonna be. There's I'm guys lining mood. up at her door. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just, what is the, what do the mom and dad back home think of their daughter who's running the condom giveaway program? Yeah, that's got that's got to be weird. It's like you know, yes, the mo- the parents of a porn star. You know, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of what my daughter has done. Really, this is what you're proud of, huh? It's kind of kind of scary. I, well, and once again, it, she's there's there are plenty of places for her to go to college. So just don't go there, and all of these problems go away. But that's the challenge is don't go there. Oh, by the way, coming up in the next hour, stay tuned. I mean, coming up in the next uh, segment um, around uh, 150 or so, April or actual? Because as you know, today is April 1st, April Fool's Day. And so we're going to run some news stories by you, and you'll have to answer the question whether or not these are Actual news stories or April Fool's stories? I've never been a big April Fool's guy, but I love stunt. I love tricks. I love stunts. I love pranks. When I was at Fox 25 this morning, they were talking about one of their someone's family tradition was they would go into the cereal boxes. You know, you usually have four or five that are open, and you switch the cereal out. You know, you put the Golden Grahams in the Cocoa Puffs box. That's nothing. Uh, one of, one of the, my favorite tricks is that I would used to do is I take, uh, my parents are big, my, especially my dad loves Oreos. Right. My so one time I took the Oreos. Right. I scraped out all of the cream filling. Right. And I replaced it with toothpaste. You did not. I did that. <laughs> yes, I did. And then I put it back and then, you know, sealed it up and, uh, <laughs> Needless to say, all of a sudden I hear an expletive really loud. <laughs> you know, and my dad just flipped out of just nasty taste toothpaste running down. That's a mouth. good one. See, the problem is, the, my, my experience with pranks is they're two, they tend to fall into two groups. One is lame. That is what's like switching the cereal. Yeah. Eh, that's not that. What a big deal. Or either ridiculously and possibly over the top, complicated or actual dangerous. You know, yeah, what did I do, dude? I took a big boulder. I waited for a car to go on the overpass and I dropped it. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's great. So it's hard to find that perfect prank. If you have a perfect April Fool's prank or better still, if you've been the victim of an April Fool's joke or prank that you had to afterwards go, yeah, that was a good one. 781 433-0404. Like I mentioned earlier, I attended Oral Roberts University. A lot of conservative people there. A lot of people without a lot of life experience. You know what I mean? They went to private elementary school, private high school. Now they're here in this private evangelical college. You had to live on campus. It's very protective. And one of the guys on our floor uh, of, of our dorm, 
uh, Lonnie Lamferman from Iowa. <laughs> Never and forget that name. He he looked boring. I, mean, I don't know how to describe it. He was the most. I mean, I, I think he was an accounting major, and he would. I bet he was a fantastic accountant. But he's one of those people. He was. He was. I I call myself the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, best because he's west. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's so white, he's opaque. I mean, wow. on a sunny day, if you waved your hand behind him, you could kind of see the shadow coming through. And his idea of spicy. Oh, by the way, the one we're going to be talking about. There she is, right on Fox. Right oh, now. yep. There you go. Um, oh God. He, uh, his idea of spicy food was if it had salt and pepper in it. Now, woohoo! <laughs> Living li- So one day, I'm, I, I grabbed some nachos from the student dormy thing, uniony thing, and I'm up ahead of my dorm room. And as I'm walking past his dorm, he had his door open, which we all, that was kind of one of the things about, oh, are you supposed to leave your door open at all times, and blah, blah, blah. So Jesus could find you in case he was looking, whatever. Uh, so I see his toothbrush sitting out on the counter. When my bag of nachos, you know how when you get them to go, they put the jalapenos in a little plastic mm-hmm. cubby thing? Sure. So I walk in his room, pop open the top of the jalapeno tub, dig his toothbrush way down in the bottom, tap the seeds off, and set it right back down. Now, Lonnie's one of these guys that, like, clockwork. Every morning, got up at the exact same time, went in the bathroom at the exact same time, did the exact same things biologically at the exact same. It was, was tell me, the guy was like Terminator man. I mean, was, he was a robot. So... I told some of my friends, what's going on? Gotta, gotta, gotta. So we're all in the bathroom acting like we're nonchalant. He whips out the toothbrush, puts the toothpaste on it, sticks it in his mouth. Ah! 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 Somebody put something in my toothpaste. And he takes another tube of toothpaste from his roommate and does it again. <laughs> He's, he thought that there was two days. Because his body was completely utterly unprepared for it. He never had anything. Fool him spicy. once, shame on you. Oh, uh, it was great. It was glo- absolutely good. I thought that was a pretty That good. is a good one. You got no, him twice, no, too. It wasn't yeah. just once. No danger. He wasn't expecting sure. it. It wasn't hard at all. So if you have a an experience, 781-433-0404, a prank that absolutely worked. It was the right thing to do on April 1st. Uh, we want to hear from you. Um, also, I don't know if you saw it in uh, a Google yesterday, but Google didn't put up an Easter doodle. That's what they call it. Google, you log on, they turn the word Google into whatever, an artwork, or it dances around or explodes. They instead had, instead of Jesus Christ on Easter Sunday, they had Cesar Chavez, the <laughs> now deceased. I think he's deceased. United Farm Workers, or I mean, I don't know, after three days, did he get back up? I don't know. I mean, for some reason, when I went on Easter to Google, there's Cesar Chavez. It's, it is so interesting to me. Maybe it's because I grew up with parents who were very involved in their faith. I went to church, you know, four or five times a week, every week, four times a week, sometimes more. But I'm, I'm always interested in how uncomfortable you the unchurched, as my mother would call you, people who don't go to church, how uncomfortable you are with other people's faith. I don't get, why does it bother you so much? The people at Google, if, if you've been watching, they haven't done an Easter-related Google icon since 2000. At Christmas time, they always avoid religious references. Uh, they'll do, uh, uh, um, what do you call that, fake religion um, at Christmas, not uh, Kwanzaa. Yeah, they'll do a Kwanzaa thing. Sometimes they'll do some Jewish things, but they're very, but in general, they avoid religion. And I've never understood it. 
And you can see it in this ACLU case of Boston College. I can't tell you how many emails and tweets and stuff I've gotten um, at 781-433-0404 from people who are angry that Boston College doesn't allow contraception on campus or do, they don't let you distribute it. And they're angry at the teaching. And so I, I get these long emails. This is contraception is good. And here's the good it's done for the world. And this is why contraception is terrific. And this is why I love condoms. This is why I love abortion, blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm reading it going, who cares? They're not asking you to change their position. They're only asking to have their own. But that's the, uh, the that's the the uh, message I get. Now, once again, I'm not even Catholic, and I get hit with this. Well, they shouldn't teach that. That's a horrible thing. Well, then fine, then don't go. They're not asking for your permission. But these people can't let it go. They're angered by other people's faith. I was um, listening to the BBC at 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever the hell it was when I got up to the TV, and they had a local atheist advocate. And after a few minutes, I give the interviewer credit. After the few months, he said, do you know that you sound just as dogmatic and just as passionate and just as determined to root out sin as the people of faith I talk to? That's not true! And the guy's just, he blows up like any true believer. He's angry that people have faith. Bill Maher is another one of these guys. Bill Maher's an atheist. Okay, fine, be an atheist. I don't care. You people and your religion. Why does it bother? For those of you who are either non-believers or unbelievers, I myself am a paranoid agnostic. I believe in God. I just think he's avoiding me. Um, But for those of you who are, who, for whom faith is not a personal deal, why does it bug you so much that faith is part of other people's deal? I think because a lot of the times it's kind of pushed on them for no reason. Where? Especially, well, in politics. Where? the, I mean, the where? far, the far right of the Republican, okay. the right. Where? Tell me, tell me somebody that's pushing faith on you. Well, the whole abortion issue okay. is no, pretty what? faith-based. Well, I, I, there are tons of libertarians who are anti-abortion for the most basic human rights issue. The ultimate human right is the right to not be dead. So, but you're right. Some people do it for faith. But my point is, abortion is a public policy. No one's saying. Stop having abortions and find Jesus, or Moses will meet you at the abortion clinic to stop you. That's a public policy issue. The, the kooks who push open borders and amnesty from their from their pulpits. There are pro open borders preachers who preach that it's God's will that you not stop anyone from coming here and living off the dole in the United States. And that's their honest theological view. The theology doesn't bug me. The public policy part bugs me. So I'd love to know from people of no faith or people of not faith or whatever, why does it annoy you, make you mad that other people have religion? Why does it, for example, why does it, the, the, the example of the religious right, yeah, there are people whose faith informs their politics. They show up to vote. They're not showing up to preach. They're not, they're not, they're not showing up to restart the Spanish Inquisition and put you on the rack until you turn their way. They're just showing up to vote. So what if there are people who use their faith for voting? Left and right, so what? Why why does it bug you so much? That's Once again, that's what's at play here in the BC story as well. It's anger towards faith. Why does it make you so angry? 781-433-0404. I am Michael Graham. Graham is back. Noon to 3 on the New England Talk Network.
Wednesday, why are we having our big uh, statewide town hall, How to Save the Massachusetts GOP at F1 Boston and Braintree? Because if you're ever having a large gathering, that's the place to do it. They have all the audio equipment we need, video equipment. They have seating for up to a 1,000 people. They have uh, meeting rooms. And then, of course, after you have your meeting, then you can head to the track for that amazing indoor European-style kart racing. This isn't little bumper car stuff. They were talking about going 35, 40 miles an hour, flying along above the asphalt. It's a great experience. So if you have any kind of gathering coming up, whether it's uh, dinner for two at the Ascari restaurant or whether it's a, a group meeting for 200, please make F1Boston.com your choice. Test it out for yourself. Come this Friday to our town hall meeting noon this Wednesday, noon to 3 this Wednesday, and check it out. You're going to love it. F1 Boston and Braintree, see you on Wednesday. National Lumber, a family that's proud of their 78-year legacy. Here's what some of them had to say. My grandfather started the business, and that, that means a lot to me. National Lumber is the biggest independent lumber company in New England. We have over 500 employees and eight locations. One of the things we take pride in is that we have people who understand the business. We hired experts in the different fields. We hired superintendents, architects, engineers, people that knew construction. And I think that's what makes it huge. National Lumber has their own design and engineering division. We do pre-built stairs, installed insulation, interior trim, pre-cut roof rafters. We do kitchens. It's all in-house, and that makes us so much more efficient, so much more competitive, and extremely reliable. I think the devotion of our employees makes the customer experience that much better. No one does it as good as we do. No one does it like National Lumber. National Lumber, our focus is on your success. National Lumber, today's building done right. National Lumber, wait till you see us. Hey, everyone, it's June Knight. Remember when I was talking about that million-dollar look back in 2012? Well, Corey from New Jersey, she came out and said about Provia that it's a great product. Her hair hardly falling out anymore. She bought it before Christmas, and now everybody notices that her hair is fuller and it feels stronger. She wishes she had it years ago. I knew it. That's the look and confidence I'm talking about. Thinning hair can be a result of aging follicles. The new Provia from Chamonix strengthens your hair follicles, and it gives you that stronger, fuller, more vibrant hair without the nasty side effects of pharmaceuticals. It also works for both men and women. Don't let your hair down. Try Provia now, 800-866-1257, 800-866-1257. That million-dollar look guaranteed with a three-month money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose, lots to gain in the hair department, folks. Try Provia risk-free. You get that free month supply. Call 800-866-1257, 800-866-1257. The natural truth is out there. Michael Graham, noon to three on the New England Talk Network. She likes me for me. Not because I hang with Leonardo or that guy who played in Fargo. I think his name is Steve. She's the one for me. And I just can't live without her. My arms belong around her. And I'm so glad I found her once again. Hello, New England. I am Michael Graham. Listen, hope she finds you during college. We'll be talking about in the next hour with a good friend, Neely Steinberg. A Princeton mom says that the best time, ladies, to find your man is while you are still at college. And particularly if you attend an elite university, you need to lock him up there. Because once he gets loose, it's going to be a lot tougher for you to uh, find your man. 781-433-0404 is the phone number. 781 
1-800-227-0404. Or the confession hotline waiting for a call, 617-903-8255. Okay, are you ready, Adam, for actual or April? Are you ready? Yep, lay it on me. Here, okay, by the way, apparently it is April because if my Twitter, Twitter feed is right, the socks are not. They're already not prospering. Uh, well, from what I'm reading so far, uh, Ellsbury hit one to knock in uh, a run. Really? Yeah. So what's the score? Uh, one zip. Oh, really? Uh, inning's still going. Sabathia's up. Oh, yeah. good, good. Glad yeah, to hear uh, that. Uh, Petey hit one in. Pedro hit it in, and uh, Ellsbury scored from second. Fantastic. Uh, hey! And Jenny Dell looks great, by the way. <laughs> She's wearing a very nice top. Thank you, Jenny. So I'm sorry I had it backwards. My Twitter feed was they look uh, terrifying. Terrifyingly awful, the uh, Yankees do. Yeah, yeah. Socks are up four nothing. Bottom go. of the second. Holy crap! So it is April. So here's who's gonna run these by. Are these uh, actual news stories or April Fool's jokes? Are you ready? President Obama has declared April National Financial Capability Month, during which his administration will teach young people how to budget. Responsibly. Is that a real news story or is it an April Fool's well, joke? Because that it's, the, it's, it's morally and it's for the kids. That has wait, to wait. be. <laughs> the guy who's given us $17 trillion in debt, a guy who's added $54,000 per person or per household to the debt has declared April National Financial Capability Month and will teach young people how to budget. Well, because he's doing such a good job with the economy, it's got to be right. April or actual? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that is an actual news story. That's an actual, which I just find terrifyingly uh, scary. Uh, okay. Uh, obesity is a worldwide mortality problem. Therefore, the NCBI is studying whether or not there is a direct connection between first-hand autonomous pleasure. <laughs> what, what do they call first-hand autonomous pleasure in your high school, Adam? <laughs> uh, monkey spanking? Monkey, yeah, I mean, you know, that that's, I guess, with... You Baloney know, bopping? <laughs> trying to be radio-friendly here. <laughs> Testing the hypothesis that masturbation or first-hand autonomous pleasure, when performed on a daily basis, can lead directly to weight loss. April or actual? Uh, that's that's got to be April because I mean, if you look at me, I've got some weight gain. So the question isn't whether or not it works. The question is, would there be an actual study on this? Remember, we just paid no joke out of the Obama. Uh, oh, stimulus. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on robot squirrel research yes. to build a I robotic that, squirrel. Yeah. So, actual or April study proves masturbation leads to weight loss. Uh, that's got to be April because like, ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You are absolutely right. It's got to be April, and it is the uh, NCBI ROFL. The ROFL being the hint will I get there. the prize if I get all these right? By the way. <laughs> Now, how about this one? Star Wars has uh, a whole series, excuse me, Lego has a whole series of Star Wars products. 
My kids have them. In fact, you can build, build the Death Star. You can build the oh, Battleship. Yeah. I already started to get my nephew that just so They're I can build very, it for him. Exactly, exactly. Very, very cool. They have one featuring Jabba in Jabba's Lair. Do you remember Jabba's sure, Lair? Yeah, yeah. Tatooine. They had to say, they had to rescue, um, Princess Han Leia. And Princess Leia. Yeah. And Luke was, exactly right. So they build this, Jabba's, uh, palace. The set features a giant alien residing in the building. According to Muslim activist groups, including the Turkish Cultural Association, the toy doesn't belong in Kitty's bedrooms as the palace depicted is said to look like a prominent mosque in Istanbul and the exterior of Jabba's lair looks in general like a Muslim uh, facility. Therefore, this should be banned. Is that actual or April? 781-433-0404. Is it actual or April, Adam, that the Turkish Cultural Association is demanding the removal of Jabba the Hutt's lair from Star Wars? As much as I'd like to want to think that's April... I think it has to be actual because there's no way that you're going to mess with, you know, if the Muslims are outraged about something, <laughs> there's no way they're lying about it. It is absolutely true. It is actual, an actual headline. Now, part two. Lego to pull the anti-Islamic Star Wars toys setting Muslim fur. Has Legos, in fact, agreed to stop making the lair in order to appease the angry Islamists? Actual or April? I hope that's April. I hope they don't get rid of that. Wah, 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 wah. That is actual. <clears throat> they are pull- they're not going to pull them. What they're going to do is they're going to stop making them, and as they sell out, they'll stop making them. What does one have to do with the other? It's a science fiction movie. You don't think Jabba the Hutt looks a little Sunni oh, to you? Oh, God. You don't, you know, I don't know what you know, to say, Michael. So what does that mean that um, – uh, oh, shoot. Uh, who's the um, – Clone, the guy they use for the clones, who his son, one of his clones. Oh, Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah. So Boba Fett, would he be um, Hamas or Hezbollah? <laughs> God, Can I you tell? I don't even. I don't even want to know. Abs- I, I, I don't try and think of those two together. It's a di- totally different universe. Absolutely true. The Star Wars Lego uh, Jabba's lair is being pulled because somewhere. Some Muslim might be angry. Hey, you ACLU heroes like uh, Sarah Wench, who won't come on this show, despite repeated interviews, to explain why you're attacking BC. You want to show us all that you truly are brave when it comes to fighting oppressive theology? Why don't you do something, anything, that involves confronting Islam? The day that you will do that is the day I will change my attitude, but... For right now, absolutely no way. Because you know it's not going to happen. They're just going to live in constant terror and make things uh, and uh, pick on Christians because Christians are easy to handle and they you know they don't blow anything up. So that that's how it works. By the way, this may go in the actual or April too. I don't know. If you've been to MichaelGraham.com. There is a uh, correction up from the New York Times, and it, it it may be one of the best corrections of all time. From the New York Times on a story about Pope Francis's first Easter in Rome, 
Correction, April 1st, 2013. An earlier version of this article mischaracterized the Christian holiday of Easter. It is a celebration of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, not his ascent into heaven. How do you not know that? How do you write for the New York Times and cover the Pope and not know the story of Easter? Even if you don't believe the story of Easter, how do you not know that? Maybe he was having too much sacramental wine or something. Apparently, the the first original story reported that Cesar Chavez ascended into heaven, and then they had to fix that (laughs) and then go back from there. Remember, folks, these are the people who keep telling you that they are smarter than we are. And over and over and over again, they get stuff just plain wrong. In part because a lot of times the natural truth isn't the fun truth. A lot of times the natural truth, we wish things were different from the way that they are. And when we come back, we've got a story of exactly that. A Princeton mom writes an open letter to the co-eds of Princeton telling the female students, ladies, now is the time to start, start shopping for a husband. And what's interesting is the reaction I've gotten since I started talking about this story on Fox 25 this morning. Women are really angry, really passionate about this. You'll hear the entire story coming up. I am Michael Graham. It's not a radio show. It's more like a reminder to take your meds. No, sir. It's Michael Graham on the New England Talk Network. Male or female, old or young, we want to see you at our town hall meeting How to save the Massachusetts GOP. Because if it's going to get saved, you're going to have to do it. We want your ideas. We want your open discussion. Can libertarians and social conservatives and traditional Republicans and Tea Party activists all sit together under the same roof and find a way for there to be a two-party system in Massachusetts? That's what this is about. It's not even really about Republicanism per se. Just the notion that uh, the state would be an inherently better place if we had two parties. And so uh, please be part of this town hall. We need your ideas. We need your feedback. You'll hear from people like Charlie Baker and Mary Connaughton, the Senate candidates. Many of them will be uh, answering the question why their candidacy will help the state GOP. You're going to hear from pundits and the party officials. But more importantly, they want to hear from you. We need your voice at F1 Boston and Braintree this Wednesday, noon to 3 Tell your friends, come out and make a difference. Do something worthwhile this Wednesday at F1 Boston in Braintree. The Matters Radio Network. This is the Bloomberg Green Business Report. I'm John Bascom. Some environmentalists and energy groups thought this would never happen. Chevron has joined natural gas producers and environmental groups to form an independent center that will set standards for drilling by hydraulic fracturing in the U.S., Gas output in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia is booming as drillers unlock shale deposits using the process known as fracking. It shoots water, sand, and chemicals underground to crack rock and free the trapped gas. But the process has spurred complaints from landowners and environmental groups concerned about increased air pollution and water contamination. The Center for Sustainable Shale Development will be providing independent evaluations of gas producers that join in the effort. The standards will limit flaring, encourage maximum water recycling, and reduce the toxicity of the fracking fluid. With this Bloomberg Green Business Report, I'm John Bascom. Well, Flo, uh-huh. this is what you call a clogged drain tap. Yep, looks that way. Might need a drain extension, some new compound. Maybe a flange or a twirly thingy. A twirly what? Or what you said. Those sounded great. Uh, Let's go with that. 
Insuring your business vehicles with Progressive is like having Flow on the road with you. Low down payments, great discounts, and flexible billing options. Now that's Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. United Financial Casualty Company and Affiliates. Ah, the sound of small business getting busier. Can you tell which one is using AT&T? Truth is, they all are. Because businesses of all kinds can find AT&T customizable plans that fit their exact needs. Whether it's broadband, mobility, or nationwide voice, at AT&T, we can help your business get humming. I need more receipt paper, please. Call 1-855-877-4288 today and ask about special offers available for new small business packages. AT&T, rethink possible. I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I am Michael Graham. Whether you're listening on one of our four fine radio affiliates like AM830 WCRN in Boston, in, uh, in Worcester, or you're listening on your smartphone right now, michaelgraham.com slash radio on your phone, on your laptop, on your iPad. We're thrilled that you are here. And our podcast listeners, too. I know a lot of people like to ride home with me. Uh, the podcast goes up every day at four, the entire three-hour show. So if you missed our conversation with Megan McArdle giving a beatdown to the math behind Obamacare, or if you missed our conversation earlier about why, yes, ladies, you should be painting up a husband target while you're in college. Or you just want to miss you missed some of our snarky comments. The entire podcast show is a podcast every day at michaelgram.com slash podcast. You can be part of the conversation right now at 781-433-0404 or call the confession hotline. And guys, you know you need to confess at 617-903-8255. Guys, you want to confess that the Princeton mom is right, that you have absolutely no interest in dating women who are older than you. Guys, if you want to confess that the Princeton mom is absolutely right, you have virtually no standards other than physical ones. Or if you want to fight back, the confession hotline, 617-903-TALK. So tomorrow we're having our town hall meeting at the same time, unfortunately, due to uh, scheduling, we, we were kind of locked into a schedule. We couldn't work around it, I'm sorry, because there's another great event that I want to support, and that's the Gun Owners Action League's uh, uh, rally down at the State House. Here with Goal, the Gun Owner Action League, is our good friend Jim Wallace. Jim, welcome to the Michael Graham Show. All right, Cole. Thanks for having me on again. I'm thrilled to have you here. So tell everyone what you've got planned tomorrow at the State House. Tomorrow, uh, down at the, uh, we're going to start at the Boston Common, down at the Parkman Bandstand. We'll be there at noon. And we got a whole host of uh, guest speakers we're going to have for, you know, obviously speaking on the Second Amendment civil rights here in Massachusetts and across the nation. And then when we're done with the guest speakers, we intend to move up to the State House. And we hear there's a formal session tomorrow, so it should be full of legislators. And we're going to encourage our members to go up and have a chat with them. That's absolutely excellent. So citizen partic- uh, participation, citizen lobbying right on the spot. Absolutely. You know, it's just nothing like hearing directly from your constituents that, uh, you know, Massachusetts needs to be fixed in many ways, but certainly according to the Second Amendment and here in Massachusetts with our gun laws, you know, it, just as a reminder, as a matter of fact, uh, Thursday is the first hearing for public safety, Michael, and it's actually on our pepper spray bill. Most people don't 
possession of pepper spray in Massachusetts without a license is actually a felony. So it's, you know, <laughs> talk about being bad. Well, you can't carry a spice in Massachusetts without being arrested in a prison. Definitely hey, changes need to be made. It's not just that the pepper spray is illegal. That It's that it's you're a felon. That you're the same category as rapists and killers when you, you know, whip out the keychain with the pepper spray on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure if it was without a license, then you'd probably be charged with assault, too, but who knows. <laughs> but uh, we got a lot of work to do here. You know, obviously the legislature is going to be looking at the gun laws because of, uh, you know, what happened in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think this is the time that we need to reform the gun laws so that we actually respect the civil rights of people and go after the criminals. But, you know, that's going to be a hard push. On this. So we're going to continue to work on it. We're talking to Jim Wallace with uh, Gun Owners Action League Gold. You should absolutely support the organization, uh, consider joining the organization. They're rallying tomorrow at the State House. And I'm hoping that people will be able to fit both of our events in, Jim. We're not that far away from each other, right down 93. And people can come and start with you and then come down and have lunch with me and be part of getting a two-party system. And I want to ask you, if you were speaking to the Republicans who are gathering tomorrow at F1 to talk about as how as candidates they should view guns in Massachusetts. What would you say to people who say the thing to do, Jim, is to run away? Massachusetts is a pro-gun control, anti-Second Amendment state, and everyone should follow Ed Markey's lead, attack gun owners and attack guns. Well, obviously, I mean, it's, it's kind of insane what, what Markey's trying to do, but then again, he's lived in a bubble for so long. You know, sometimes the bubbles run out of oxygen. So you say it's a bubble. Right. I say it's Chevy Chase, Maryland, myself. But whatever. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but yeah. what, what is your advice? I mean, should the Republican Party in Massachusetts embrace the Second Amendment? Should they halfway in? What, what What is your pragmatic advice? Well, they actually, you know, it doesn't matter what party you are, but certainly the Republican Party should embrace the Second Amendment as a civil right. You know, the, the interesting thing is some Democrats, not a lot. Uh, because we do have a lot of friends on that side of the aisle, too, mm-hmm. just do not want to accept the fact that this is a civil right. And uh, certainly Republicans should be you know, pushing that as, as hard as they possibly can to support that right and to reform the laws that we have here in Massachusetts. Uh, but, you know, one of the other things, too, is that they need to make sure they're educated on what we do have uh, so they don't make statements out of the public like, well, we just need to enforce the gun laws we have. No, we need to reform the gun laws we have. Uh, I, let me ask you, so um, what would be some reforms that w- you would like to hear people talking about? Well, certainly one of the biggest problems we have here in Massachusetts is that we virtually license everything. We license long guns, we license right. big guns. Um, and and the, one of the bigger problems we face is discretionary licensing, uh, especially for handguns in Massachusetts, where a local chief can deny or restrict your license for little or no reason. And, and unfortunately, that's been abused all across where depending upon what town right. you live in depends upon what you can own. And that just simply does not pass constitutional muster. Well, and that, that's going to get thrown out by the courts anyway. So uh, what does it uh, – I wouldn't focus on that. What about – you heard what they're doing in Connecticut where they're making you get a ammunition permit. You have to get a note from the government to have permission to go buy ammo. Yeah, we already have that in Massachusetts, unfortunately. You do? Actually, yeah, absolutely. Even an empty shell casing, Michael – at the empty piece of brass, right. if you were ever in possession of that in Massachusetts without a license, punishable by two years in jail. No, that, that's just so, crazy. It, it's absolutely crazy. It's insane. Uh, Massachusetts is also one of the few states in the country where you cannot buy a new Olympic target pistol because of the regulations.
put on the sale of handguns by the Massachusetts Attorney General's office. So, you know, it, it's very deep. The, one of the big things that the legislature doesn't understand, and it's my job to educate them, but there's actually a retired police chief who writes a 400-page book on how to begin to understand the Massachusetts government. <laughs> oh now, gosh. what chance does a citizen have of understanding if law enforcement needs a 400-page book to figure these things out? That's And see, to me, it, while you're having your event supporting our Second Amendment rights, and thank you for that, we'll be having an event trying to figure out how the Republican Party can become strong enough to be a viable you know, uh, a partner in a two-party system. And that the, the stuff like you can't uh, get a you know shotgun, a plain old hunting shotgun without a license. You can't have an empty shell casing you know, without government permission. It's the kind of stuff that common sense people, Republicans, Democrats, independents, can understand. This makes no sense. This should be changed. Absolutely. I mean, just the licensing system itself, like I... I actually had a meeting probably a month ago now with the, with the new Secretary of Public Safety mm-hmm. because we're having an awful hard time getting our licenses renewed in Massachusetts. By law, it says 40 days. Right. Unfortunately, it's taking anywhere from four to eight months to get those licenses uh, renewed. And the, the local towns are the issuing authorities, but the state is obviously the top authority. And when I had a meeting with the Secretary of Public Safety, she said, Jim, I'd love to help you. But we have no authority over those, <laughs> over those issuing offices. I mean, talk about a system that's designed to fail, Michael. You know, can you imagine the RMV running, you know, that, okay, it's a state-mandated license, but we're, we're going to let the towns issue them, and we have no authority over the towns right. to issue the licenses? I mean, that's just insane. That, that's a system that's it, designed. But there's something about the Second Amendment and the notion of the right to defend yourself, which some people believe pre-exists the Constitution, you know, predates the Constitution. It's just a fundamental human right. That drives people crazy. And I don't know if you've seen this article or not from BuzzFlash.com, but it's by a, a, a leading progressive blogger with a, more than a million regular readers. And here's what he says, Jim. He says, the only reason that you support the Second Amendment, not you individually, but that you as a group, is because you're white guys with small um, small arms, if I should, except oh, for it's not arms. arms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, except for it's not your arm. He says that it's about your phallic power, and that quote a long-barreled assault weapon compensates for just another average manhood. It's the psychological need of the white man for feeling sexually and politically powerful that continues to have him supporting the Second Amendment. Do you only support gun rights, Jim Wallace, because you're a white man with a small caliber personal? Weapon. Hmm. That, that's an interesting question, but it's <laughs> kind of funny that that they've actually come down to that argument. That yes. the people who are scared to death of the Second Amendment are actually trying to turn it around. But you know, I guess the one thing that we can obviously say is, once they get down to those types of arguments, we, we've obviously won the debate because if you have to stoop to that mm. kind of you know childish behavior to, to to make your point of view heard, right? You've already won. I mean, I was debating. Uh, individual from Stop Hang on Violence a week or so ago, and they actually accused the NRA of purposely flooding the inner city streets with guns right. so minorities would kill each other. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, I, I guess, again, if, if you're looking at people mm-hmm. maybe on that side of the spectrum that, you know, need to have something that's big, these are probably the same people that, you know, worship 400-foot wind towers. But who knows? <laughs> So you think that the uh, is that your wind tower, or are you just glad to see me? Is that what you're thinking here, Jim Wallace? Yeah, I mean they they wanted to put what 400 footers off, off mm-hmm. the gate, so who knows? Maybe that maybe that that was their way of uh, 
satisfied with themselves. I have no idea. Jim Wallace, I wish I could be with you tomorrow at uh, the uh, Boston Common and then at the State House. But thank you so much for the great work that Gold does, and thanks for joining us on the show. I want you to know, Jim, that the fact that I support the Second Amendment has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a white guy with a small penis. That's a sheer coincidence. It has nothing to do with it, okay? All right, Wait, I don't think that came out right. What? Huh? Huh? What did I just say? Seven eight one four three three zero four zero four. I'm going to chop that audio up and have fun with it. <laughs> so you tell me, the people of Massachusetts, you tell me, gun owners and and gun rights supporters at seven eight one four three three zero four zero four. Here's the argument from uh, Mark. What's this guy's name? Mark Carlin, editor of BuzzFlash.com. You won't find anyone willing to say it in the media, but a good percentage of the white men who oppose gun control of any sort are just afraid that without their guns, their phallic power will be reduced to size. Is that true? Uh, I'm not uh, so sure that that makes sense. We're going to talk about that coming up here at 781-433-0404. I'll read you the rest of that article. I'm, I'm, is, this, is this how... People who support the gun, the Second Amendment and gun rights are viewed? Really? Do you really think that it comes down to that? That's kind of frightening to me. I'll tell you what else is frightening to me, and that is the proposed uh, cigarette tax and cigar tax. An additional dollar per pack in Massachusetts on cigarettes and higher taxes on cigars. I've got a very special guest, and I'll talk to you about that in just a moment here on the Michael Graham Show. But first... For those of you who may maybe smoking or partying or whatever, you have problems with your smile, what is the right solution? You know, lots of people have tried whitening toothpaste, but they don't do that much good. And you have to use them for months or years to see any impact. Um, strips and trays are messy and can be painful. They can even cause sensitivity afterwards. I have the solution for you. Power swabs. A clinically proven teeth whitening system that lifts stains off your teeth in five minutes. That's right. In just five minutes, your teeth can be two shades wider. In seven days, six shades wider. That's what power swabs can do for you right now. And if you're like me, you've had dental work, maybe you have veneers or bonding or caps, whatever, it's fine. Power swabs, unlike other bleach whiteners, uh, normal bleach whiteners, I should say. Power swabs work on natural teeth, as well as veneers, bonding caps, and crowns. Call right now and get 50% off the retail price, 800-270-3622. You can have wider teeth in five minutes. These things are so easy to use, you can use them while you watch TV. Five minutes, your teeth are two shades wider in seven days, six shades wider. And these are clinically tested, d- dentist-developed Power swabs. Call right now and get them for 50% off. 800 270 Half price on that brighter, wider smile. 800 270 Five minutes your teeth can be two shades wider with power swabs. Let's go to my buddy Ernie at Watch City Cigar. Ernie, you are on the Michael Graham Show. Thanks for the call. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, sir. So you've heard the news that the Beacon Hill is coming after cigar smokers and cigarette smokers to pay to cover the costs of the MBTA. Well, it does not surprise me. <clears throat> However, uh, I do not believe that a cigar tax is included. This is going to be simply a dollar per pack raise in cigarettes. Well, actually, what's been proposed is cigarettes and a cigar tax. It just doesn't say how much. 
the cigar tax is going to be. That's what's been proposed, at least according to the press release. To the press release, <clears throat> I don't believe that that cigar will pass. But the cigarette tax, I, I afraid, I'm afraid that will go through. Uh, <clears throat> the cigarette tax will not affect, <clears throat> excuse me, our business, uh, but it is not good for the business. It's just going to send more people to New Hampshire. Now, right. Massachusetts is not at the breaking point with the cigarette prices yet. We're mm-hmm. at about $7.95 for, say, a pack of Marlboro. Right. Another dollar is not going to hurt Massachusetts yet. I'm waiting for two impossible scenarios to happen they would make my day number one everybody in massachusetts would just stop buying cigarettes number two every cigarette company would just pull out of massachusetts Mm -hmm. it would absolutely starve beacon hill no 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 we they hate cigarette smoking is evil they wish everybody would quit ernie don't you understand that they even think that cigars revenue I got an idea. Wait, 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 wait. You're not suggesting, Ernie, that they would rather have the revenue and the cancer than to have people just stop smoking, are you? That's exactly what I'm suggesting, Uh, Michael. Can't be. I I cannot. I'm shocked by your level of cynicism, Ernie, from Watch City Cigar. Terrible. Shocks. Terrible, terrible. I think (laughs) if I can save the tea all kinds of money, put the booze ads back on the tea. That'll be fine, absolutely fine with me. Well, listen, Ernie, very, very quickly, uh, the average, you know, real cigar, I'm not talking about the, you know, white owls or the tipperillos. Sure. You know, the stuff I smoke, like the Padron and the Versarios, that you are so kind to stock at Watch City Cigar on Route 9 in Framingham. What's, how much of that is taxes in Massachusetts right now, about ballpark figure? Oh, probably about, uh, for the entire tobacco tax, I would say about 20%. Oof. And, uh, it, it's 30%. 30% is quite a bit. No, it, it's just and cigars, I, I shouldn't say this, but cigars are available on the Internet and mm-hmm. in other states. Border states have uh, no, no cigar tax. Right. Um, you know, it's just sending the business elsewhere. All right. Well, Ernie, you know I'm always trying to send business to you guys at Watch City Cigars, so thanks so much for joining us on the air. Uh, Route 9 in Framingham, 781-433-0404. Let's go to Matt in, excuse me, Mark in Brookline. Mark, you are on the air with Michael Graham. Michael, this is basically just another tax on the poor people. Because yeah. I, I would, I would hazard a guess to believe that the majority of people that smoke aren't rich people. If you are low income and low education level, you are wildly disproportionately likely to smoke. So at a buck a pack, mm-hmm. if they smoke a pack a day, that's right. three hundred and sixty-five dollars a year they're going to take out of the pocket. That's right. Oh, uh, but, but, poor and middle class. That's poor a, out of my pocket because I'm paying their EBT card, I guess. That's a dollar. That's uh 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 dollars on top of the buck and a half they're already collecting. So now you're looking at about a thousand dollars a year in taxes. Well, just to give you the number, they're talking about a hundred and sixty-five million dollars a year in new tobacco taxes. That's and they're hun- going to do it on the backs of, of the, the poor. poor. Absolutely. You might as well just go right down to the, you know, the redneck communities out in Central Mass and go to the urban communities in Boston and Springfield and just say, give us your money. You might as well just do a shakedown because that's where the money's coming from. So what? So that the suburban mass transit, the suburban MBTA riders can sit in their quiet car with their iPad and use the Wi-Fi service and, and type about how awful it is that people are able to buy 16-ounce sodas. Why, they should only be able to buy 12-ounce sodas. Why, well, I think they shouldn't be able to buy any sodas at all. And meanwhile, that's being paid for you by the guy who's, 
you know, pushing a broom and as a janitor in a, you know, uh, or running a clean, working in a cleaning service. Or producing a radio or show. Or producing a radio show, coughing up a lung, working for a living. That's how it works. 781-433-0404 is the phone number. Let's go to one of my fellow small penis white guys. Carl and Sharon is a gun owner. Carl, you are on the air. Hey, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed that my secret is now out, but I'm doing just fine, Carl. Uh, my sister always uses that argument when she talks about gun control that, you know, I want to have guns because of my shortcomings. And, <laughs> you know, frankly, the, uh, you know, the amount of money that you spend on a weapon and ammunition and whatnot, you're paying an awful lot of money to feel good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's craziness. They can't come up with any other facts to hit us over the head with, so they, they want to try and make us feel bad and feel small. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, Michael. It, it is, it is. And of course, uh, the, the having those shortcomings doesn't help any either, Carl. So then we're well, in the double would, bind. You know, they would say that about the fact that we buy sixty ring gauge cigars too. You ah, know? very good point, Carl. Thanks for the great call at seven eight one four three three zero four zero four. Why do you support the Second Amendment? Why do you support the right of people to own guns? Now, I get this when I'm on the radio show in Ireland. Every, uh, they want to talk about it almost every week because they're horrified that. In America, you have the right as a citizen to be able to arm yourself, to defend yourself, either from a government that's out of control or from a neighbor who's dangerous. They are, they, do, they think you should completely rely on the state for that, and they think that I'm crazy for supporting it and that somehow I must be some mad, bloodthirsty, wannabe killer, that no one would want to own a gun who doesn't want to be a killer. I'm like, what are you talking about? The number one reason to own a gun is to stop a killing. That's the point. So do me a favor. If you happen to be a Second Amendment supporter, maybe you're planning on going to the to the goal event tomorrow at the State House, or you're planning on coming to the, to the town hall. Would you mind explaining to our listeners who don't support the Second Amendment why do you support it? Seven eight one four three three zero four zero four. And is it because, as has been posited, you're a white guy with a small item? Is that what is this is all this is this is the equivalent of owning a Corvette. This is the political ideal. And by the way, if you drive a Corvette, you do have it. It's true. The stereotype is true. So tell you tell me, why do you support the Second Amendment? Why do you support gun owner rights? Does it have to do with your personal physio, physi, 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 your, your anatomy? Does it have to do with your anatomy? Seven eight one four three three zero four four. And if you want to call the confession hotline and get that off your chest or out of your pants, as the case may be. 617-903-TALK. Let's go to Nancy in Manchester. Nancy, you are on the air with Michael Graham. Hi, Michael. I own so many guns that my penis is so small it became a <laughs> vagina. Nancy, you used to be Ned before you bought your first gun. Is that, do I have yeah, this right? <laughs> I tell you, it drives me crazy when I hear these, these cook jobs saying that, you know, it's because you have a small penis. Or, no, I, I use it to defend myself. Because uh, I'm only five feet four and 105 pounds soaking wet, I have no chance against somebody 250 pounds and six feet tall. This is my equalizer. No, the, you you are a bloodthirsty wannabe killer, and that's why you own a gun. You just enlightened me. Okay, so well, I'm just telling you what I'm being told. I'm also being told that you're a racist, because remember, it's not just a uh, person with a small caliber revolver; it's a white person. And well, I'm half. Native American, so uh, 
You're I mean, how, how do you call me racist? Okay. I hate everybody then. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard from Ned, the self-hating <laughs> Indian who has transformed into a woman because he owns so many guns that his penis has finally fallen off of his body. Let's go to Jay in Hubbardston. Jay, you are on The Michael Graham Show. Jay, uh, uh, Michael, you've absolutely ruined my self-esteem. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm white. I, I own guns. I support the Second Amendment. And I'm a cigar smoker. And now I found out what? that I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm a horrible human being. <sighs> well, horrible. All of society is relying on you, Jay. You've got to go out and buy lots of tobacco so that the MBTA can keep offering its quiet car service. So we're, we're counting on you. Well, uh, I'll be sure to do that, and I'm going to be at the rally tomorrow. I'll be up there speaking to the uh, hopefully thousands of people that come and uh, visit us on the common to support our civil rights. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Jay. And then uh, when you uh, are uh, done with your rally, come on down to F1 Boston at Braintree. We'll be there from noon to 3 because I do believe that the Second Amendment and gun rights issues should be part of what energizes the Republican Party in the future. And I've had people say, well, Michael, that doesn't make any sense. There's not majority support for the Second Amendment. And you're right. There's not majority support. Massachusetts is always going to be a majority, you know, liberal or majority Democratic state. But there's a thriving, active minority. The kind of thriving, active minority that could win instead of 30 seats in the state legislature could have 60 seats in the state legislature. They're still going to be wildly outnumbered, 90 to 60. It would be a meaningful number, a number that could impact stuff. The kind of meaningful minority that instead of having four out of the 40 state senators could have 12 or 15 of the, well, maybe 15, but you see what I'm saying, 12, 13, 14 of the state senators have a thriving minority that can work to, that can force compromise. You know, you've seen the compromise, for those of you who smoke, by the way, the compromise is, we were going to raise all of your taxes across the board. Now we're just going to raise $500 million in taxes. That's their first compromise. A $500 million tax hike a year, every year. $500 million to pay this year, next year, next year, next year. That's their idea. We need to get to the point of compromise where the compromise is we were going to do a tax hike. Instead, we're going to do spending cuts or we're going to do some tax hike and some spending cuts. How do we get there? 781-433-0404. If you could offer one sentence of advice to the Republican Party of Massachusetts, what would it be? Graham is back. Noon to 3 on the New England Talk Network. So you've got a problem with your smile. Maybe your teeth aren't as bright as you want them to be. And you've tried other stuff. The toothpaste on the shelf. And you don't see a difference. Maybe you tried one of those creepy, like, dippy, messy strips and tray things, and it didn't work very well, and it hurt, left your teeth feeling funny. Look, use Power Swabs. Power Swabs are the dentist-developed, clinically-tested product that contain naturally-derived ingredients that will, in five minutes, leave your teeth two shades wider. In five minutes. In seven days, your teeth can be six shades wider. Use Power Swaps. Call right now and get 50% off the retail price, 800-270-3622. Call right now. Half price for Power Swaps. Your teeth can be, in five minutes, two shades wider. Call 800-270-3622. Are you the best boss ever? When you walk down the hallways, do you get high fives from employees, from other companies? Does your water cooler dispense awesome 
on casual Fridays. Do your employees come in tuxedos? If not, take your team to F1 Boston. With European racing carts, world-class meeting and event rooms, and incredible food, you have everything you need for the perfect company meeting, event, or team-building session. So perfect, you'll be on the cover of BBE Magazine. Best boss ever. So be the best boss ever and call 781-228-2010 or log on now at f1boston.com. Meetings, team building, summer outings, and more? Yes, more fun, successful, and affordable. F1 Boston. Call now for information, 781-228-2010, f1boston.com. Investing. Protect what you have. Plan for the future, and the same can be said for the files on your computer. Protect the files you have and make sure you back up the files that you're constantly adding. That's why I use Carbonite Online Backup. Look, I could go to jail if we lost the files on our computers at my business. I won't risk losing those files. If you run a small business, I don't want you to take that risk either. For just $229 a year, Carbonite will back up all the computers at your small business to the cloud automatically and continually. Plus, Carbonite gives your employees access to their backed-up files from any computer or mobile device. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. No credit card is required. Yep, no credit card required. This is really a free trial. Use offer code Barry and get two free bonus months if you decide to buy. That's Carbonite.com, and offer code Barry gets you two free bonus month. Hi, this is Todd Lutsky, host of The Legal Exchange. It occurred to me the other day that while I'm always talking about saving money on taxes and protecting assets from the nursing homes, and while that's important, sometimes we need to take a step back and remember that there's a family behind every estate plan. It's great that you've been able to accumulate wealth, but what happens to those assets if you get sick and go into a nursing home? The answer is they will be spent down in a hurry to the tune of about $12,000 a month here in Massachusetts. The Medicaid rules change almost every year, and I've updated all the facts and figures for my 2013 Medicaid planning guide, and it's yours for free. Just call Cushing & Dolan at 781-534-9555. Learn how not to impoverish your spouse if you go into a nursing home. That's just one of the many important facts contained in this guide, 781-534-9555. For my free 2013 Medicaid update, 781 534 9555 781-534-9555 Despite numerous complaints to the Federal Communications Commission I think it's wicked trash You're listening to Michael Graham on the New England Talk Network Oh she read Dan's article on abortion and decided she could not, in good conscience, eat with him. That's rude. I don't think so. Where do you stand on capital punishment, Dan? I don't really think this is the time of the... All right, all right. He is for capital punishment. He voted for Reagan twice. He makes slightly more than I do for the same job. He didn't know that I knew that. And that's from the movie He Said, She Said, where... Uh, if you don't know the premise, and it wasn't a great movie, but Kevin Bacon plays a conservative columnist spokesperson. And then who's the hottie who's, he's, what's her? Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins, that's it. I, mean, I had a thing for her back in, in big. the day. When she was in Big. Uh, yeah. And um, she's a lefty and her family's super lefty. And so they have, they fight him over to dinner. Her sister won't have dinner with him because he's pro-life. 
And then the other sisters and the dads are jumping, the dad and mom jumping on him because he's conservative. Because that's what it means in Massachusetts to be conservative, to be not, I, did, I will take it that. That's what it means to be not liberal. You can't just be like even moderate. You have to be, I hate guns. Guns should be banned. You know, marriage should be completely redefined. Uh, you know, abortion should be available at a convenience store. Everything, taxes have to be higher. Anyone who doesn't want higher taxes is a knuckle-dragging buffoon. That's what it means, and it's kind of scary. And that's the environment that Republicans are trying to get elected in, in Massachusetts. And my question, and the reason we're doing our event tomorrow, is to try to figure out, well, how should Republicans react? What is it they can do? I mean, Maybe the only way to get elected in Massachusetts is through, you know, trickery or manipulating the voting machines. Hello, I'd like to vote for president, governor, and anything that will take money away from our parks and libraries. <laughs> uh, use machine number three. <laughs> I can't fit in the booth. Use the double wide. <laughs> okay, One of those electronic voting dealies. One vote for McCain. Thank you. <laughs> no, I want to vote for Obama. Two votes for McCain. <laughs> Come on, it's time for a change. Three votes for McCain. No, no, no. Six votes for <laughs> President McCain. Hey, I only meant one of those votes for McCain. <gasps> this machine is rigged. Good. Must tell President McCain. It doesn't happen in America, maybe Ohio, but not in America. And that's how Republicans are viewed. They're cheaters. They, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, uh, uh, troglodytes on issues. Good liberals won't be caught in their company. And that movie, by the way, that he said she's a movie. That's old. That's like the 90s, right? Yeah, 1990. Something like that. Yeah. So that mentality has been out there. It's just, it's never been this bad before. And I know people, and I've talked to them, met them here in Massachusetts at 781-433-0404, who won't tell people that they're Republican. I've had people say, dude, don't tell people I listen to you. I, there are folks who listen on the, at work, obviously, now that we're on noon to three. I have to keep my headphones on. I, I'm so glad you have that phone app, Michael, because I can have it on my phone and no one can see on my screen. And, you know, you can't see what I'm listening to because I wouldn't want my coworkers to know I'm listening to you. Really? Is it really that bad out there? Do you really have to hide your political views in Massachusetts? 781-433-0404. And if it is that bad, then do you agree with me? As I was trying to talk to Charlie Manning, the political consultant, earlier about that that's a problem that the everybody who's not a Democrat needs to be part of addressing. Making it so that, not so that everyone will vote Republican, because obviously this is always going to be a Democratic state, but making it so that it's at least okay. That you're not, you don't have to worry that you're going to join a coven or have like a scarlet R put on your chest. We're going to brand you. You voted Republican. You snouts. Does it have to be like that? I don't think it does. But but here's where I disagree with a lot of the Republican leadership, and that's why I'm looking forward to talking to the uh, Kirsten, the head of the Kirsten Hughes, the head of the Republican Party, is going to be there uh, tomorrow as part of the conversation. Mary Connaughton, who's a great candidate, who's one as one as Republicans, is going to be there. I want to ask them. If they are prepared to admit that there is a brand problem, so then then you can move on past it. I'd like to, for example, I know lots of people who vote Democrat. It's never dawned on me to say there's something wrong with you because you vote for Democrats. I think there's something wrong with you if you vote 
straight ticket Democrat, and that's kind of scary. But the, there's not there's nothing wrong with voting for Democrats. I voted for Democrats. I assume, and I and I look at other people in Massachusetts, and I say, and I assume you voted for Republicans, right? No, I would never vote for ever under any circumstance. Well, but what about when you have a openly corrupt congressman like John Tierney? No, I'm not voting Republican. Well, what about when you have uh, an audit, a candidate for state auditor who was caught cheating on her taxes? No. I'm, well, what do you when, when you have a really nice Republican like Scott Brown, who's a total squish on all the issues and basically is a Democrat on everything except for the military and maybe taxes? No. Wow, that's where that's where you are. I, that seems crazy to me, but. Maybe that's just what it means to be Massachusetts. So if, if there is a brand problem, how do you solve that problem? If you could give Republicans in New England one bit of advice, what would your bit of advice be? 781-433-0404. And if you're prepared to admit that the reason you support the Second Amendment is because of the shortcomings, you because let's put it this way, if you had to be measured, you couldn't make it to the Fourth Amendment. Uh... Seven eight one four three three. I just got oh four oh four. Let's go to Andrew in Rhode Island. Andrew, you are on the Michael Graham show. Hello. Hello, Andrew. So I want to comment on the, um, the the size issues. Um, now, what what's the longest hardest thing that the uh, the liberals have? I give up. Themselves? The third grade. <laughs> I was going to say the longest hardest thing for them is math, but I uh, like your answer yeah. better. Yep. So let me ask you something. Why do you think it is that the Republican Party in New England has gone from uh, just being another party to being something that's unacceptable for people to vote for? That being a Republican candidate makes you, you know, basically a, a political leper. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to go off on a huge conspiracy thing, but I, I think that uh, the media has a lot to mm. do with it. Uh, Republicans have been villainized and everything mm. from you know cartoons to sitcoms and everything. Sure. No, I agree. That's why we've been playing this audio. Is to I, I don't think there's a conspiracy at all, Andrew. And I don't think it was being done by George Soros or some kind of organized conspiracy. It's just the people in the entertainment industry, the people in pop culture, tend to be left-leaning, uh, and they they reflect their atti- their attitudes are reflected there. You know, I mean, if you know, John Stewart is a true blue liberal who happens to be very very funny. If he were a moderate or conservative. His comedy, I think, would be better because he'd be making fun of both sides of the aisle more often. But it's not a conspiracy. That's really who he is. Let's go to Mike in Worcester. Mike, you are on the Michael Graham Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Glad Michael. to. Uh, I think that Republicans need to uh, stop being wishy-washy and fight back because it doesn't seem to matter what they're for or what they're against. Uh, they could be for the same thing that the Democrat is for, and they get hammered by... Uh, advertisements and everything, and they don't fight back because somehow somebody said, oh, you can't be mean. You can't do that because right. it's mean. People will take, you know, take, well, the Democrats do it all the time, and they'll do it over and over and over again. I think if, if they uh, put up a, a candidate and they get hammered by the Democrats, well, they should hammer back, not be afraid to hammer back. Stand up for their value. And as far as I'm concerned, there's only one person in this whole uh, senatorial race that stands up for his values, and that's Mike Lynch. I mean, and he's getting hammered by the Democrats. So I don't understand. I really don't. 
So you're saying that the one principal guy is the Democrat who's running against Ed Markey? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the call. By the way, I know you misspoke of Steve Lynch, but you make a great point. I, I'm watching what they're, what the, is happening to Stephen Lynch, who would be a, you know, solid left leaning Democrat in any other state. And here, he's viewed as a, you know, semi pariah. We don't want that guy around here. We have no room in our party for him. Well, that's, you put together the Steve Lynch Democrats and the, uh, moderate, I don't understand why things just can't work independence with the center right Republicans. And you've got enough votes to make elections interesting. And that's all I'm really trying to do. Let's face it. This is all about me. It's all about me, Michael Graham. The reason we're having a free campaign school after our event tomorrow, six to nine at night at F1, I want more candidates. So there'll be more races. So there'll be more for me to talk about. And that's it's, it's complete self-interest. I want you to run because there was an election yesterday in, or, or, or I think it was yesterday, in some small town. Where is that print? I printed it out. It was in Millville. Millville, where someone got elected selectman with 13 votes. Or, no, 13 or 21? Uh, 21. 21. 21, yeah. yeah. He wasn't elected with a margin of 21 votes. He was elected with 21 votes. 21 votes were cast. And this guy is going to be a selectman for the town and help set things like property tax rates. They added another $3.4 million in debt to the town, and about 130 people voted total. I want candidates. I want people to run. I want you, normal, common-sense people. I want you in this system. So tomorrow we have the uh, the town hall meeting, and then tomorrow night from 6 to 9, uh, Holly Robichaud and I and some other political ex- experienced people and some professionals are doing a free campaign school, and you can be a part of it. Just email me, michael at michaelgram.com, and tell me you want a seat. We've got a great group already, 30 or 40 people, and uh, we've got room for like 50, I think. So go ahead and email me, michael at michaelgram.com. You could be the next person who becomes a selectman and then a state rep, and you go to Beacon Hill, and you could bring some common sense. You could be the person on the school committee who says when you find out that the principal covered up a sexual assault in the hallway at Framingham High, that you do something about it. You could be that person. But listen, if you do nothing, nothing is going to change. And I hate to put the burden on you because you're already busy paying your bills and trying to afford your cigarettes so other people can live off of your back. But I need you to get active. I am Michael Graham. The natural truth is out there. Michael Graham, noon to 3 on the New England Talk Network. Stop messing around with toothpaste to brighten up your smile. You know those stains in your teeth aren't going to come out with toothpaste. Stay away from those scary, jelly, strippy, tray-in-your-mouthy things. They're yucky. They can be painful. They're messy. You need Power Swabs, a clinically proven, dentist-developed, naturally-derived ingredients system that in five minutes can make your teeth two shades wider. Five minutes, wider teeth. With Power Swabs. And here's what I love best. You can try it right now for half price. Call 800-270-3622. 800-270-3622. Start, start smiling more. Feel great about your smile. And do it in five minutes. That's right. Power Swabs at 800-270-3622. Try it for half price. In five minutes, your teeth can be two shades wider. In seven days, they can be six shades wider with Power Swabs. 800-270-3622. This is a test. 
of your mouth. If it's working properly, it should be watering. Because that's the sound of Applebee's all-new sizzling entrees starting at just $9.99. Like the new sizzling New Orleans skillet and sizzling chicken fundito. Or the double-barrel whiskey sirloin backed by popular demand. This is only a test. If it had been an actual sizzling entree, well, you'd be at Applebee's. We all love choices, but variety at lunchtime can be hard to come by. So come on into Applebee's for our all-new pick-and-pair lunch menu and get any two of our hearty new soups, salads, sandwiches, and pasta starting at just $6.99. Pair our new Fiesta Chicken Chop Salad with our new Fried Green Tomato and Turkey Club. The choice is yours. The new pick-and-pair lunch menu, only at Applebee's. Visit Applebee's every Monday night for $5.99 burgers from 4 to close. All of their mouth-watering burgers are only $5.99. And only at Applebee's. Business is tough. There are so many things that a business owner needs to juggle. Every day it's something different. It's important to know that business owners have a banking partner to make things better. That's South Shore Bank. They are there to help your business. They have resources, the expertise, and the understanding to help your business succeed. Hi, this is Barry Armstrong, and I'm a customer of the South Shore Bank. I highly recommend South Shore Bank for their commitment to community, their partners, and, of course, their customers. To learn why South Shore Bank is just better, visit one of their 13 locations or give them a call at 800-660-7800. That's 800-660-7800. Or go to SSSB.com. And don't forget to take advantage of their better business checking promotion by going to SouthShoreBank.com slash promotion. You can earn money for opening a new business checking account when you meet the requirements. Again, go to SouthShoreBank.com slash promotion for more details. It's a better winter at South Shore Bank. Member FDIC, member DIF. As he was saying before he was so rudely interrupted. It's like the friggin' big dig all over again. Here's Michael Graham on the New England Talk Network. New England. I am Michael Graham. Welcome to the show. The one, the only, the world-famous Confession Hotline coming up in mere moments. Sponsored by Robinson's Hardware in Hudson and in Framingham. Robinsons1874.com. I love the guys, Jeff and the guys at Robinson's Hardware. I've gone in so many times not knowing what the heck I needed and was going to buy the wrong stuff, go to the wrong place, and Robinson's Hardware always gets my back. They're in Hudson. They're in Framingham. Robinson's Hardware, 1874.com. Um, uh, so... We were, we've been talking about the need for a two-party system because with lots of power comes lots of opportunity for abuse. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And sometimes you don't even need absolute power. Sometimes just lots of power can do it. Charles Krauthammer was on Fox News today talking about the Obama's take on immigration. And I think he hit on something incredibly profound. And clearly the way the president was speaking... And the Secretary of Homeland Security, they are not serious about enforcement at all. She says it's not, we don't have to have any triggers, so there should be no connection between enforcement and legalizing the 12 or so million illegals. And the President says, well, you, you're never going to 110% enforcement. That's a straw man, his usual straw man. No one's asking for 100% enforcement. What we're asking for is to change a river of illegal immigration into a trickle, and that can be done. He's absolutely right. It can be done. 
so why not agree to enforcement? Why not agree? Why not make the deal that everyone sees sitting there? Just like, by the way, with uh, the sequester, the deal would have been so easy. Serious spending controls, serious reforms of entitlements so Social Security and Medicare won't blow up. You could have had so many deals. Why won't he take the deals? It's because President Obama believes he doesn't have to take any deals. He's got the same mentality as Democrats in Massachusetts, the difference being Democrats in Massachusetts are right. They don't have to take any deals. Washington's a little divided, but President Obama refuses to deal. And we've all been insisting for a decade if you get enforcement, we are very happy to legalize the illegals because it will be the end of that. It won't be like 86 was a bait and switch. We had legalization of the three million at the time and no enforcement. If the American people have a sense that this is the last cohort, they will willingly, openly uh, legalize. But the problem is that what the president says is saying we don't really care about that. We're just going to shove this down everybody's throat legalization without enforcement. And he's right, because the advocates with President Obama believe that enforcement is inherently wrong, inherently evil, inherently bad. They support border enforcement in a very basic way of some modest modicum, you know, stand in line, do this, do that. But their attitude is if you can get in here illegally, if you want to be here that bad, then you're entitled to stay. And that's why they will never support the only form of enforcement that works, which is workplace enforcement, interior enforcement. That's what works. When people start going back to Ireland or the Dominican Republic or Brazil or wherever else saying, yeah, I went to America to get a job. I snuck in. I paid a coyote, you know, whatever, to get me in there. And no one would hire me because they were all afraid that someone from ICE was going to show up and ask to see paperwork. So I came home. Once that starts happening, the immigration situation completely changes. And it's because interior enforcement or workplace enforcement, we're going to call it works, that people hate it. The, the Deval Patrick and President Obama hate it so much. And that's why, as Charles Cranham just said, they'll never agree to it. Never. And the only question that you should ever ask about uh, an amnesty deal or an immigration deal, there's one question. It's the only one. Is let people blah 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 blah. Oh, uh, we're in a guest worker program, green card, red card, blue card, blah 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 blah. Stop, stop. I have one question. What happens to the illegal immigrant who shows up the next day? You get amnesty on Tuesday. What happens to the illegal who's here on Wednesday? And the answer is, well, nothing. Because it's wrong to enforce the law. It's wrong to deport people. It's wrong to tell them that they're not allowed to be here. Remember what our friends in the immigration advocacy and open borders system say. Coming to America is a human right. Mayor Menino and the entire city council voted unanimously, declaring that illegal immigrants have a human right to live in Boston without fear of immigration law being enforced. A human right. So that's that ends the debate. So that's what that's why Kramer was saying last night. Obama's not going to cut a deal that would give Americans what Americans. There's want. only one person. Oh, and, I, and that's uh, even I, even I won't even put up with that. Seven seven eight one four three three zero four zero four. Don't forget, you can email me anytime, Michael at michaelgram.com. Got an email from uh, Mark saying, Michael, I want to come to tomorrow's event. You can come. You don't need a ticket or anything. It's free and open to the public. Um, 
noon to 3 p.m. I am would like to ask you, though, if you want to come to the campaign school, you've been thinking about running for office and would like to get hundreds of dollars worth of campaign advice and expertise for free, that's tomorrow night, 6 to 9. Please email me. Michael at michaelgram.com, just so we'll, we can plan on uh, seeing you there. It's going to be, tr- we've done these campaign schools before. They're tremendous. And then we have many, many people have been elected to public office. Dozens, literally dozens of people have won elections after attending these free campaign schools. And now it's time for the one, the only, the world famous. Thank you for calling the Confession Hotline. The Confession Hotline brought to you today by Robinson's Hardware in Hudson and Framingham on the web at robinsons1874.com. Michael, as a white male, yes, I would just like to say that I'm very proud of my long gun. <laughs> I bet. Hope you have a license for that in Massachusetts. This is MSG Network presenting New York Yankees baseball, brought to you by Rusty Lukewarm Tap Water. <laughs> Drink up and enjoy. It's the only <laughs> beverage Emperor Bloomberg hasn't tried to ban. Oh, he'll try to ban it once he finds out that it's got uh, iron in it. Hi, Michael. Hi. Well, Kyle's corner proved one thing to me, that Michael Graham is an athletic supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to do my best. Michael, why don't you tell the audience what your Indian name, Kalkamichka, translates to? It It means tiny peace pipe. (laughs) It is not tiny peace pipe. It's man who gives mouth hug to sheep. No, it's not. It's not that either. Yeah, baby. I got syphilis. You want to join me? I just found four of the women online that also have it. Let's have ourselves a syphilis party. What do you think? Oh, I got some crabs, too. I got crabs like you wouldn't believe. Call me. I don't know about his taste of seafood, but it is true that there is a new movement, sexually transmitted disease dating websites to bring people with Common infections together. I am not kidding. Hey, Michael. Hey. They're going after the weed smokers, too. Last year, they passed, passed an ordinance in the city of Boston that the stores aren't allowed to sell cigars that cost a dollar fifty or less. So you know That's what the right. stores did? What's that? They sell them for two fifty now. <laughs> Michael, how you doing? I'm a 33-year-old man. Uh-huh. Own my own house, own my own car, mm-hmm. and I would never consider seriously dating women my age or older. Younger girls are just more beautiful, more fun in bed, and it's easier to get them there. Good luck to all the older ladies at the top. You're never too old to own cats. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies, I hate to say it, but what you just heard was a concisely delivered tablespoon of the natural truth. I went to stdating.com. <laughs> We had steak for dinner, and we had crabs for dessert. What? Who eats seafood for dessert? Hi, Michael. Uh, this is Ron Jeremy, Hello, and Ron. Uh, I'm a gun owner, and uh, I think pretty much everybody can agree that I have no short caliber short weapons in my arsenal. So I disagree completely with the Democrats' position Thank you, on this. Mr. Jeremy, for that phone call. I'm not that familiar with his work, so I can't... Do we know? Is he know? I mean... No, I'm serious. I don't... I mean, there are guys who are known for... Yes, Ron is he's largely known for, in doubt. I thought it was that he was known for being able to perform on command. I didn't know that it was... Okay, well, whatever. 
Michael, it's Michelle Kosselin. Hi, Michelle. Someone get me a few damn guns. The sooner the better. I'm dying to get rid of this thing down there. <laughs> Michelle, we can't trust you with guns. It's, well, anyway, you know why. Thank you so much. I will be broadcasting live tomorrow from F1 Boston in Braintree. Please come down and join me. Plan on having lunch at F1 Boston. Be part of this statewide event, How to Save the Massachusetts GOP. All the details are at michaelgram.com. It's not a radio show. It's more like a reminder to take your meds. No, sir. It's Michael Graham on the New England Talk Network. That's right. I am Michael Graham, and you know I give you the natural truth, and here's the natural truth. You can try toothpaste to get your smile wider and to deal with those stains on your teeth. You can try those messy, jelly, smelly things if you want. But why would you when you've got power swabs? Power swabs developed by dental by a dentist. They are naturally derived ingredients, and they work. In five minutes, your teeth can be two shades wider. In seven days, they can be six shades wider. And you can try power swabs for yourself. Half price right now. That's right. Save 50% when you call right now, 800-270-3622, 800-270-3622. Power swabs aren't like those strips and trays. They're messy and they can be painful. They can even cause sensitivity afterwards. Not power swabs. Power swabs are so safe, you can even use them on veneers, bonding, caps, and crowns. And you can try them for 50% off when you call today, 800 800- Two seven zero thirty six twenty two. Tell them Michael Graham sent you. Said you want a beautiful smile. Five minutes. Your teeth can be two shades wider with power swabs. Listen to the Legal Exchange on the Money Matters Boston app for your iPhone. It's the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky right here on the Money Matters Radio Network and online at MoneyMattersBoston.com. Business is tough. There are so many things that a business owner needs to juggle. Every day it's something different. It's important to know that business owners have a banking partner to make things better. That's South Shore Bank. They are there to help your business. They have resources, the expertise, and the understanding to help your business succeed. Hi, this is Barry Armstrong, and I'm a customer of the South Shore Bank. I highly recommend South Shore Bank for their commitment to community, their partners, and, of course, their customers. To learn why South Shore Bank is just better, visit one of their 13 locations or give them a call at 800 660 7800. That's 800 7800. Or go to SSSB.com. And don't forget to take advantage of their better business checking promotion by going to SouthShoreBank.com slash promotion. You can earn money for opening a new business checking account when you meet the requirements. Again, go to SouthShoreBank.com.